0: And now, it's time to sit back and enjoy The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast.
1: 2008, the prequel trilogy is over and millions of fans are left without Star Wars. Enter a brave group of Jedi, led by Dave Filoni, who brought tales of the Jedi, Clone Armies, and Mandalorians to Cartoon Network, thus keeping hope alive in the galaxy. Welcome to J-Guys and Jedi!
2: Hi everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of J-Guys and Jedi, a weekly podcast covering something Star Wars. In this episode, we've... I didn't write anything down for this part. There's bad batches and Martez sisters and a Siege of Mandalore and Order sixty six. I didn't write anything down. Uh, season seven recap this week. <laughs> it dawned on me as I was talking. I was like, there's nothing written here. Oh God. <laughs>
1: yeah, this Woo! this might not be as sprawling as our. Well, we'll see when really? we get to the Rex Volusion. This might not be as sprawling as some of our other season wrap-ups because it's just a different kind of season, you know. It's like instead, like instead of this like big long series of stories, it's just like three chunks, three chunks, three yeah. Chunks.
2: yeah. I, I would almost say four chunks because I would say like Siege of Mandalore. There's the first half is the actual Siege and the second half is Order sixty six. So I would almost say four chunks. Yeah. But- but yeah, yeah, like when we were going into like doing the season wrap up, we were like, can we pick like a top five episodes? We we're like, well, four of them's going to be Siege of Man. That's <laughs> right, not fair right, to the right. other two arcs. So we decided to do things a little bit differently for the season seven recap because it's just the, the, the actual finale just sh- overshadows the other two, and that's not fair to the other two. So we decided to do it a little bit different. But you doing all right, Chris? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Yeah, we're tired. It's, it's,
1: it's, we're on a delay, but at the time of recording, it's right before Thanksgiving, so... It's the Monday rest-
2: before Thanksgiving to date yeah. this episode, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: and uh, and I work at a restaurant, we're um, making Thanksgiving dinner for 300 people, but don't worry, it's not a COVID 300 people meeting, it's just like, it's a lot of, like, I think the largest gr- l- largest package is six people. So it's like they, they've paid by the person for, you know, a, a Thanksgiving dinner. So we're, we've been cooking all this food and then, like, packaging it up for, you know, two or three people at a time so they can heat it up in their oven.
0: That's cool.
2: I yeah. started uh, putting up my Christmas lights. Um, last year, I had a single strand of outside Christmas lights, and they were so sad, and I was finally able to get, like, two more strands, so I'm working my way across the porch to put up Christmas lights. Oh,
1: no. Yeah, no. No bueno. (laughs) It's not even December yet, and you're down south. Oh, my God. I, well, normally, we
2: do our Christmas stuff after, like, the weekend after Thanksgiving. That's kind of our house rule, but honestly, it's been such a weird year, and, I like like Halloween just flew by like I barely got to enjoy Halloween for like for like two days before I was just like wait Halloween's over so I was yeah, like no, I, yeah Christmas I usually is milk my...
1: that whole month you know <laughs> I,
2: and, and normally I do too but that just didn't happen this year it just it was yeah. over before I realized I didn't even watch any Halloween movies which is like my thing I love watching like Hocus Pocus and like you know like cheesy Halloween movies so I, I kind of told myself, I'm uh, like, I was going to
1: say, oh, I got some Halloween movies from you. But when I hear Hocus Pocus is your Halloween movie, you don't want my Halloween movies. probably No, no,
2: not scary. I didn't say scary movies. I said, cheesy <laughs>
0: Halloween
2: movies but like Christmas is my favorite holiday. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this early. I'm going to start putting up my lights. I've already started my Christmas shopping. Like I was like, I'm going to really enjoy Christmas because this year has been so rough it's just been, and I was like, you know what? i it's getting darker. I like looking out my window like I can see them right now, and it's just like these little points of lights breaking up the darkness. and I'm just like, Christmas lights make me happy. and it's been such a rough year that I wanted to go ahead and put up my lights. Um, so I started i I got my one strand up and I bought my other two strands today, and they're probably gonna probably gonna go up tomorrow Wednesday.
1: So are I'm they just started. just plain lights, or do you have flashers, or do you have like streamers?
2: These ones outside are just plain white icicle lights, um, Mm -hmm. because I like the white ones. Um, Oop, I'm knocking stuff over. Um, These ones are just, and and they're not, like, going up on the roof. Like, we actually have, like, a little walkway with a guardrail, so they're going on the guardrails. Um, And then I am slowly starting to put up the lights inside, because we have, um, the way our house is set up, like, we have the first floor, and then we have stairs down to the basement, which is where, the basement is where, like, the garage and stuff is um so i usually like decorate the stairwell with lights out on the banisters and um you know we i we have a little wire rack where we have plants by the windows i like to put lights on that um hopefully a zeb won't eat them he started he started getting a habit of chewing on cords so i hope he doesn't eat these because he'll have a rude awakening when he gets a shock yeah um but uh so I'm just slowly starting to get it done just because it's getting dark and I like looking at my window and looking at my lights and I can see them and they're all like warm and break breaks up the darkness and then they make me feel good. So I like Halloween. I Halloween. I like Christmas lights. So,
1: oh, my God, you just reminded me with Christmas lights of a really ghoulish thing that like um, I wish I would have gotten it a month earlier. Huh? I'm, a, I'm about to get the no armed bandit. The what? A no armed bandit what's that it's a human skull <laughs> and we used to um uh, a friend of mine had it and it's it's from a you know it's 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 from a legit quote-unquote legitimate source it was it was a you know the skull and a science lab at one time that had been the, the skeleton had fallen apart and the skull was the only thing that was left So it was the skull to like a classroom real skeleton that that a a friend of mine bought at at auction. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but it was like the school auctioned it off. And uh, his roommate hated it, so it ended up in my dorm room. And we called it the no-armed bandit because uh, one of our friends was goofing around. He's like, hey, you know what if i he goes you guys could keep money and he put a quarter in it and and through the bottom where the spine (laughs) meets the skeleton he put a quarter in it and then he tried to get the quarter out and it wouldn't come out (laughs) and we were just like ooh. my friend mike's like that's why we call it the no arm bandit and it stuck and and uh we were able to get the quarters out too which was awesome and uh we also but at christmas time we would put christmas lights up inside of it and uh have a festively Christmas lit skull in her <laughs> from Halloween till Christmas. Oh and my God. I, well my friend who has who still has the no arm bandit just uh well he got married two years ago, but his wife just recently was able to, to come to the United States from Britain and Oh, okay, uh, I know
2: what
1: your friend what friend you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh she's uh she no likes the the <laughs> no arm bandit, so <laughs> So, somebody's moving back in with me.
2: Oh my God, my uh, my buddy Cody would love that. Cody's so like he, he is a, a tattoo artist. You know, wears a lot of black and stuff like that. And like he has two loves, skulls and pigs, but not at the same time. He just loves but cute not pigs. Pig so no, not pig skulls, but he has, like, little pig figurines and, like, little, like, stuffed pigs. And so, like, his room is, like, half pigs, half skulls.
1: <laughs> but no so, pig skulls. I understand that, though. Like, he yeah, likes... He, yeah. Yeah, Cody. Oh, I
2: miss Cody. I, want, I hope he's I
1: good. Used have, I, we used to have lots of skulls kicking around when we were kids because it was a country. They were, like... I mean, you would find, like, cow skulls in in the woods yeah Farmer. he's the one that did
2: uh my circuit tattoo actually he's a tattoo artist he's the it, it was one of his first ones because he was still apprenticing at the time i actually need to get it touched up so i should probably once covid's done get in touch with uh, cody yeah. so star wars
1: yes let's do it
2: so if you've never done a season recap with us before uh we have general questions for the both of us and then we have questions that we wrote for each other, and then at the end is the resolution. So, <laughs> so, um, and like we were saying at the beginning, which was, you know, we we really couldn't pick a, like a favorite five of the the season because for one, it's a, sh- a short season, and two, Siege of Mandalore would take up most of the spots. So we broke this down by arcs. So we decided to do what are three highs and one low for each arc. So, Chris, do you want to just go back and forth on our three highs in a while, or just want to do each of them ourselves?
1: Uh, yeah, let's let, let's just go. Th- let's just do each um, each arc. You know, one of us will we'll both do. One do our own first on the the arc and then we'll go. On, then we'll move on to the next. Arc.
2: Oh, no, no. I'm no. in mean, like, do you want to do one of your highs? Then one of my highs, one of your highs, one of your my highs that way. Or do no, just that's, do too, your- that's
1: too much for my brain. Let's uh, let's just go through <laughs> just all trouble. three of them. Yeah. I, yeah, I do want to... Um, but just, do you want to so, go first, or you want me to go first?
2: Well, I was just going to... A uh, quick edit note, just in case you want to edit this out. I noticed you have the Anakin, Padme, Rex, and Obi-Wan scene down in Siege of Mandalore. That happened in Bad Batch. I noticed that when I was doing my notes earlier. Did I have
1: that in Siege of
2: Mandalore?
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can change that by the time we get there okay
2: i just want to uh, because because i was noting it and then i saw it lower note because that's one of my highs too <laughs> all
1: right i'll i'll pick something else and then we'll so we won't repeat on that anyway because i could pick plenty from siege of mandalore <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: yeah that that just that scene happened in the bad batch i just figured you yeah. just put it under the wrong one yeah so,
1: that's where that's how my brain's been working this week
2: uh, i feel you i feel you all right all right. Chris. who goes first? Oh. How about you start with uh, Bad Batch? So what are your three highs and one low for the Bad Batch arc and why?
1: Okay, so the the, the first battle with Rex and the Bad Batch clones. Well, the, the Bad Batch with Rex and his clones. Because, all, you know, they just played it up. They're just ragging on each other and they hate each other. And then each of them get to see the other in action and gain respect for each other and it's such a cliche but it's it's just it's fun to it's fun to watch when you like the characters you know and that was actually when i started liking the the bad batch and being like all right i'm behind these characters um 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 awesome thing that like was very common in in Clone Wars and less so in Rebels. The the horror beat, and I like the the body horror scene with Echo when he comes tumbling out of his Echo stasis chamber with all wired up and looking zombie like.
0: Uh, that yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, Super uh, creepy. Uh, and. Spider guy, spider guy, spider guy. I like spider guy when when I'm high. What? I like spider guy when I'm high. (laughs)
2: Lots
1: of legs, cut them off.
2: Now he's dead and Anakin's off. Look out. (laughs) (laughs) There goes sky guy after killing spider guy.
1: (laughs) Uh, And my low point, the <clears throat> it was hard picking low points well I, low really points was. were easy to pick because they're relative but low even the low points were bad points you know they're they well no i that's right i got a couple things to pick on but but um my low point in the bad batch i guess was just the introduction of the bad batch and whether it's me or or whatever i just wasn't they were just they were too much like a GI Joe cartoon for me at first. They were too just like Junior. here's this guy and here's this guy and I'm this guy and I'm this guy and uh, and it was and they were and they were just too like uh, I was just like, why would why are would clones be this aggressive against other clones? I could see them being like assholes towards them, but they were just a little, yeah, they just rubbed me the wrong way and. I imagine that's what they were supposed to do. So it was mm-hmm. probably successful, but that would be that would be my low point.
2: So, so my three ties Um I, I agree. I like that first fight with the Bad Batch, which was when they had like kind of the shield and they were in, you know, tech was calculating and pretty much they just mowed down all the droids and Rex and Jesse were just like, Oh shit. <laughs> They're actually good at their jobs. Um it's such it was such a creative fight um to really kind of show how they worked as a unit so i love that um my second high for bad batch was the the ending where rex had to let echo go
0: Mm -hmm. um
2: that was such a significant moment in his story especially because he just spent the last three episodes trying to get echo back and he realized that if he held on to echo it wouldn't be the best for echo and it was just such a significant point of Rex's story because we know that Order Sixty Six was coming and he was about to let like, go of so much more.
1: Yeah. So, uh, uh, and by the same token, at least he still got Echo go back in alive. You know, he. Yeah, he... and I
2: think that I think that was also the important thing is Rex, especially because up to that point, like he he opens the arc saying like I've lost so much. I've lost fives and heavy and 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 so many friends and so many of my brothers. So the fact that he got to rescue one person. When he's about to lose so much. Like that I that that's kind of like that little bit of hope that he needed. And I think Echo I still think Echo's the first. I think saving Echo is the first to go on to like saving Gregor and Wolf like we see them in Rebels. Like I think that was the first step. So But Save, my,
1: saving saving private Echo.
2: Yeah. But my absolute favorite moment of the Bad Batch Arc, and it's probably my favorite moment of the season not counting Siege of Mandalore because that's on a different level of its own, is the Padme Anakin scene with the Obi-Wan and Rex scene. That yeah, and, scene is so good.
1: And I'm <laughs> I'm just going to probably just sit here and and second everything you say about it. And I, and I it's only not included in my notes because I figured there's so much good stuff in here that we might as well, you and I, n- repeat as little as possible because we got to squeeze all the good stuff in. But yeah, what a... Dad, wa- you
2: accidentally put it in the bet in the Siege of Mandalore section. Shh! <laughs>
1: <got to> <laughs> no. no, Leave us alone. We're part- tired. It was all part of the plan.
2: <laughs> like, you can tell. Like Did you
1: hear? Did you hear in the Mandalorian this week? Awww. Anyway.
2: I did, I did. Uh, I also oh, saw. I know you did.
1: I just wanted to go. Oh. I also
2: saw blue jean guy. Also, did wait, hold on. Sorry, I thought I turned off my iPad, but it's over here
0: dinging. I turned you off, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
2: oh, sorry. I can't silence my iPad like I can silence my phone and. My group chat is going crazy over here. Anyway, sorry. Oh. In case you didn't want to hear the ding, 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 dings ding, in the background. Couldn't hear
1: it. Yeah, I couldn't hear it, but that's okay.
2: They're distracting to me. So this Padme and Anakin and Obi-Wan and Rex scene, you can tell it was written separately from the rest of the Bad Batch arc, because um, it was the only real original scene that was included, because they included it just to have Padme in the final season and to include Cat Taper and everything. Um, that, that scene wasn't originally in there. And you can tell. The writing is completely different. Um, and it's, for one, it's the only time we get to see Padme this season. It's so good to see her, even for those few final moments. <laughs> and the scene with Anakin is so good. But Rex, my baby Rex, is the worst slash best wingman ever. And it's it's so funny because he's so awkward. And He's trying. He's trying. so, But it's not his strong point. It really isn't.
1: No, he's a now, murder machine. Grunkle,
2: yeah. I was about to say, if it was Grunkle Rex, Grunkle Rex would be just a star. Like, he'd be able to handle it. Like, he'd be like, yeah.
1: Grunkle Rex now, would be like, Obi-Wan, what's up? Blah, what's blah, blah, up? blah. Let's get
2: some drinks, Obi-Wan. But but then Obi-Wan, that, that moment where he t- pretty much tells Anakin, I know you're with Padme. And that heartbreaking scene where Anakin looks back at him and he doesn't trust his master or the Jedi enough to confide in his best friend—it hurts. It's painful. It's a very that that entire like three-minute scene there is the most emotionally charged section of the entire Bad Batch arc. Like that that section is so emotionally charged for so many different reasons, and it's so good. It's great. I, I yeah, I, no I- it.
1: It's funny because it's, it's like, it's sort of like, that is sort of like the hinging connection between this and episode. Well, there's a lot of connections between episode three, but that's like the, the visceral emotional connection to Mm -hmm. it. And it's right, right up in the beginning and then it's gone. So Mm -hmm. it's, it, it it does it doesn't feel graft. it it does it is grafted in but it's grafted into the vast benefit of the whole season so mm-hmm. yeah
2: and, and that's true the reason that scene plays so well is because episode three is looming on the horizon and we know yep. it's coming we know that this might be the last time um well for one Padme's wearing her episode three pregnancy outfit so <laughs> anakin's a dumb fuck not realizing his wife is pregnant but you know like He's not going to see E-Padme again until, you know, episode three. You yeah, know, uh, Obi-Wan, I mean, it's coming. It's it's just coming. It's it's so good. Ugh. Um, and then probably my low for Bad Batch. Um, I kind of have, like, a low and a half. Um, the story with the Poltex, like, I like the Poltex. I think they're a cool and interesting race. I like, think they're unique. I love their design. I love their village. It's just a repetitive st- story. Like, we've had this yeah. It's the Lerman's like this is and, the Lerman story all over again.
1: And it even um, kind of repeats within the arc too.
2: Yeah. And so like, it, it wasn't a dad's story. Um, no. you know, if people were just watching season seven, cause it was so hyped and, you know, like everybody was writing articles about it and they hadn't seen the Lerman episode. That's fine. But for us, like we have seen the Lerman episode. So it just felt really repetitive and something I've seen before. And kind of a half thing is Hunter. Um, the the other three Bad Batch members are just such strong personalities oh. that Hunter's just kind of boring, but yeah. he needs to play that role. And, and so I just hope when we actually get the Bad Batch series, we just get to explore Hunter a little bit more.
1: Also, I think with the Poltecs, <clears throat> you, you, you just made me think that, like, when you were mentioning the Lermans, like the Poltex in this story are totally secondary the main thrust of the story. They're 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 just over their story is overwhelmed and it's so it's not totally perfunctory, but it's we know we know the beats of that story and it just sort of goes through it. But that, you know, the you know, we're not really one worrying or thinking about the Poltex an awful lot in it. Like whereas Lermans were sort of, you know, the idea of the Lermans and their and and fighting or not fighting was the, the crux of the story and here it's just sort of an afterthought or not as much of an afterthought but it's secondary even, for sure
2: and they're not even as extreme as the Lermans. they were just no. like we just wanted to be neutral we're not yeah. you know we're not pacifists we just didn't want to be in the war like yeah. so they're not it's, even like as because ex- like what they, I recently they, rewatched the Lermans episode because um I was on KatanaCast um so go check out my friends at the KatanaCast they're really lovely um you know we I just recently rewatched it and the interesting part of that is while the 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 pacifist side of things is that you have pappy lerman looking at isla sakura and just going like the jedi are wrong and it has that emotional conflict the poltex don't even have that there's not yeah. even the emotional conflict of debating morality they're yeah. just like we well, just wanted to be neutral and you're here what's up
1: <laughs> yeah yeah and well i mean a lot of and 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 i mean we've seen that that sentiment in different ways expressed to the jedi a lot of the ways just like why are you yeah. coming to my place and bringing your your garbage here with you i don't care oh you're the good guys well, I, I don't know you guys just showed up here and started fighting you know Yeah, oh, we so got that there's... in the
2: very next arc with the martez sisters when trace was just like aren't the jedi the bad guys Yeah. <laughs> so hey speaking of martez sisters uh do you want me to start this one three highs and a low.
1: let's do it
2: so my three highs for this one um and, and these, unlike the last, uh, the the Bad Batch where I had kind of very, like, specific moments, um, this is just kind of my feeling about the arc as a whole. Um, I love that how the Martez sister arc is kind of, is, is the c- thesis statement of Clone Wars. This is what the show is about. It's about how the normal people have been, have no connection to the Jedi. They don't really care about the Jedi. They're just everyone's victims of this war. And it shows how out of touch the Jedi are from every normal day people that are just there. And Ahsoka gets to see that firsthand. Like, this is the thesis statement of Clone Wars. This is what the show is about. And this is shows why the Jedi are so flawed. Um, my second high is just kind of the morality of the story. You know, you have Ahsoka there with her own morals while trying to figure out who she is. You have Rafa... Who is just trying to survive but doing morally wrong things. And then you have Trace who's like kind of caught in the middle of all this and she wants to support her sister but she's also trying to like find her own path as well and all these conflicting morals are just clashing and it made it a very emotionally charged very interesting story. Um, and, of course, this is more of a me thing, just the queer coding of it all. This is the gayest thing Star Wars ever done. And they have a work on flicks. And this is even gayer. Um, I love, if, if you want to hear me talk more about that, we had our wonderful guest Brian from Pink Milk on for our first episode. Great episode. Absolutely loved it. Um, love you, Brian. <laughs>
0: um,
2: and, yeah, it just felt really queer coded. Um, the entire story was just so emotional. It felt very rebels It felt very Star Wars resistant. Like this felt like the other animated series stuck in the middle of the Clone Wars. Um, My my only low for this one though is I still have difficulties with the choosing to reveal Ahsoka as a force user in episode four instead of letting it be the cliffhanger of episode three. I talked about it way, way in a lot more detail in those episodes, but pretty much what it was was that if they revealed her as a force user at the end of episode three, then Trace and Rafa would have the entirety of Episode 4 to come to terms with that. They would get to make their own decisions about that instead of having it rush. So when they chose to go help Ahsoka, they chose to do it knowing that she was a Force user and they accepted her for that. And it just changes the context of the story. Um,
1: See, I, thought, so I thought you were going to say the Mandalorian showed up, but this is sort of this is sort of tied into that because I think that's sort of like that they ended up that that whole like, the conversation about her being a Jedi, just sort of got like rushed over before the Mandalorian showed up. You know. Absolutely,
2: yeah, and it's all and that that's kind of in like uh, so if they would have revealed her at the end of episode three, they would have the entirety of that episode for that that one con- like actual actually one conversation would change the whole context, which was Trace and Rafa deciding to go back to help Ahsoka. But that would change the entire context of that situation, and it would change their, the end of their character story. So I, I feel like they really dropped the ball right there in the last episode. So, what are your three highs and your one low?
1: Um, I love the the binary load lifter. I love that the binary load lifters. I thought would thought they were going to basically be a forklift, and they were basically a death lift. Lift.
2: <laughs> it's such a good and it's such a good little <clears throat> action sequence too
1: it's a fun action sequence it's almost visually more like something like blade runner or something you know because it's taking place and it's just yeah it just has a whole a a whole other feel to it it's almost like um it like always night down there too so it always has that ambiance and it's just uh, that i just loved it um another one is just purely visual the the introductory scene of kessel where they're just flying over the just beautiful lush landscape was just breathtaking star wars awesomeness
2: i love that when they are going to the, from the lush landscape to like the kessel that we know and it's all like dark and dirty and, and mining.
1: yeah 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 it's 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 just great visual storytelling and then uh with well, this one, I'm sure we're going to differ on, uh, old creaky horror droid. What? Uh. I love those horror beats. And this is one of the most horror, horror beats. This is right up there with, uh, um, Mama Geonosian. You oh know. yeah. Yeah.
2: Queen, queen.
1: Yeah. This Ooh. is right, right, right up there. And my low, and this is I know something else we we differ on is the spice dump. I not so much as it happened, but the 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 way it was written that that episode that that happened in had a lot of writing issues for me. or it felt like it felt like that was the episode that had to get tampered with the most to keep the to they the tampered with the most to get the arc. Retooled in line for you know this this the you know the new season and stuff, so it, it felt like it had like a little rushed story wor- like work in it, and then in the next episode, it cleared up, so it seemed like maybe this was the episode they had to tinker with, so it felt just felt like that a little bit. Mhm. But that's it.
2: I I agree. I my um. I I will agree that the writing of it, but I I think because of the writing of it, people, and I think that's what I I will admit that's why why I was so defensive is a lot of people are just like oh well that makes Trace a stupid character and I'm like no it, like it fits her character arc it's just the right the execution of the writing was the good.
1: execution of it was very what just didn't it made it, that's that's the thing is the characters were not acting at, like they they weren't acting completely within their within their characters you know it it could have it the same thing could have been done and carried out differently and had it worked smoother for for old chris but mm. hey that's the way art goes you know well
2: i see we both have four highs and a low percentage of <laughs> right. what are your four highs and your maybe not one low
1: <laughs> yeah um Come on, the the Darth Maul lightsaber fight has it all. It has the 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 fact that they use motion capture and had Ray Park in it. It do you know with his body language and everything, and the and the quality of the animation. All of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden you have visual, you know, just some, you know, all of a sudden this real visual resonance with episode one and his fight on um Naboo at the end of that and uh it just but in this one this one actually has way more emotional stuff tied up into it including with Maul Maul is a character by now Maul was just a specter in that one really Mm-hmm. And at this time, Maul's got a million zillion miles. is he, a
2: phantom. but oh,
1: oh, yeah. So, so this is like the quintessential kind of fight. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry, I made myself laugh. <laughs> yeah.
0: but
2: uh, I'm sorry. Well, Please turn that sentence over again. I was laughing too hard. What were you saying? It I just, made myself laugh
1: it just has all the elements of what what makes a lightsaber fight good what made the quintessential elements that make a lightsaber fight good which is a razzle dazzle fight but it's not that it's not parkouring it's the it's it's the you know emotional crux of of a situation and with two characters and Played out as a battle, you know so there's there's something going on so this is this is i think the best lightsaber battle in star wars since uh the force awakens not to bring up the the sequel trilogy but the the you know the lot the the battle with ray and finn and and um and uh oh what's his name there uh ben um is is one of those lightsaber fights where it's yeah. it's like chaotic and messy and stuff but it, it has that emotional it, it, it keeps you involved in it you're actually involved in it instead of going like "Ooh, wow cool look at him go you know mm-hmm. so this this was just right up there with that um order 66 you know um we we were waiting to see order 66 in in episode three but order 66 is way personal in this one so yeah i'm Mm -hmm. sure we'll go into that more in yours um this is way
2: more personal than any of the probably the movie ones yeah well i would say the next closest most personal thing is the fight between anakin and obi-wan at the end of episode three
1: yeah and plus all that stuff yeah 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 but that, that fight that fight was cool and at the end of it when they finally squared off at the very end of it it felt like that. But when they were just sort of fighting up and down stuff, it didn't have as much energy to it as this as the fight here in the Siege of Mandalore. I think the Siege of <laughs> Siege of Mandalore fight is far. Oh, I'm talking about just Order sixty six, like the emotions. Oh. Like the oh, emotions
2: yeah, of, yeah. of Order sixty six is you know, because, like, we see, like, Aya Sakura and Plo Kloon and all of them die, but, like, we have emotional connections to Rex and Ahsoka the same way we have emotional connections to Obi-Wan and Anakin.
1: Yeah, but that's, a, and we see it happen in the broad scale uh, of, in in episode three. It's, you know, it's with chor- oh, choral music, and it's a, it's a whole montage of it happening. And, you know, we also don't see people that, like... In in the context of episode three, that we're really attached to die. All our all our protagonists, you know, get a, get away from uh, Order 66. So you know, at, at that time we don't have any Rex or Ahsoka or, and we don't we don't know those Jedi that get killed like we do after Clone Wars, which isn't a lot, but we know them a, a, a bit more. But this one, we know Ahsoka and we know Darth Maul really well. We got a lot... There's a lot of baggage in that fight and it's it's awesome. And it's also just visually dazzling. And, well, anyway, back, I'm skipping back to... Uh, my next one is Maul in the Box, yeah. which is an awesome visual. And it's fun to watch. For one, it's a beautiful visual, but it's also, you know... It would be one of those things where if in a movie they'd be like, wow, Ray Parks really did a great job of doing everything with his eyes in that scene, which would have been ridiculous because he would have been wearing like (laughs) weird contact lenses. But here the animators do it, but the animators just do a whole sequence of Darth Maul acting only with his eyes. His whole body is immobilized and out of sight. All you can see is his eyes, and there's a million things going on in that whole whole sequence. It's just great. And at the end, the the the, it's not really as much a race to the surface, but the plunge to the surface with Ahsoka try, you know, Rex trying to pick up Ahsoka in in the ship as she jumps from wreckage to wreckage. Whereas at once it it was a, uh, you know the 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 first time they had the like race to the bottom, it was just sort of fun buddy stuff, and this is just you know life or death, and also <laughs> their entire world has just been destroyed. So it's it's Republic a ship. perfect visual yeah. metaphor.
2: Yeah, the Republic ship is falling as the Republic falls.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and Ahsoka is ahsoka's on the outside of it flying around just getting thrown in the wind and as is rex yeah it's and 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 it's beautifully realized it's it's very exciting scene to watch so uh and as far as a low point i like really like it's so seems like a cop-out to say i can't think of a low point but i was trying to think of things like yeah well you know and it around this part of the story it lagged a little bit you know it could have moved along a little quicker but geez no it's 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 edgier seat you know it's it's cinematic and and more so than a cinematic movie um they've had a lot more time for build-up and stuff so it it's where it's not structured like a regular star wars movie it's structured like a long clone wars movie, but it's still like a movie. And yeah, now I'm just thinking of more good points. And I, yeah, there there were really, I mean, really, I, I couldn't think of like, I, I, I got a good complaint on about, you know, dropping the spice in hyperspace. And I was getting grumpy about like, I don't even know if you can even just dump stuff in hyperspace. It's all hyperspacey and interdimensionally out there. You shouldn't do that. And, uh, I can't think of anything in in, in seizure Mandalore that I just, I am I love it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I like it, love it in the way that like when I go to see, like when I went to see uh, uh, last Jedi or, or pretty much any Star Wars movie besides Strauss. And like, I just like will obsessively watch it after that, you know? So, and you know, I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting watching this, See *Jem as a movie, just as one cut together piece, and I, uh, I can't wait. And it'll like, be soon too.
2: I really hope they put it together one time and post COVID release it in theaters. I I would absolutely. That would
1: be cool. that would be swell, yeah.
2: It would be so swell. <laughs> <laughs> um, so kind of like you for my first high, I, I I of course noted the mall lightsaber fight because it's just so beautifully grounded. It's, um it's it's a gorgeous fight. It feels just so real. The fact that they mo-capped it and everything, and I'll get to that. And then I put slash Moll is right. The fact that Mala is right if, but because he's a villain, no one believes him, and it's the reverse, my little pony, and I love it. And so I was just like, by the way, I just wrote the Phantom Apprentice entire episode. <laughs> like that's my one high. Like, my little
1: my... my little bony head. <laughs>
2: So my first high is just the entirety of the Phantom Apprentice. Like I I I love that entire yeah. episode for so many different reasons. <laughs> um my next high is cuz cuz this is something I actually really wanted from season 7 because they were in such a unique opportunity to do this where Clone Wars ended, then they did Rebels and then they went back to Clone Wars. So something I really wanted them to do was to bring in Rebels characters into Season 7 of Clone Wars. And we got to do that. So we got to see, like, Ursa Ren. We got to see Ursa Ren and Gar Saxon. And even for the briefest of moments, we saw baby Kanan. And that was just something I really wanted from from Clone Wars Season 7. So the fact that they were able to do that would just really make me so happy. Like, even just, like, the quick snippet yeah. of seeing baby Kanan with with oh, Biala.
1: Oh, I don't like the fact that baby Kanan ate the eggs
2: don't don't (laughs) we're not going there (laughs) we're we're not
1: wasn't funny
2: (sighs) do you really want to do this right now (laughs)
1: no not at all
2: okay (laughs) the short answer is if you found it funny cool but also be respectful if people didn't find it funny because both opinions can can also like be in the same fandom together
1: Done. you can even feel uh, you could even have found it funny and uncomfortable fun comfortable time. and yeah, the fact you is you could have found it only, fun one those,
2: only one of those was accepted by the majority of the fandom and if you thought of anything outside of that you were apparently uh written up that you were canceling baby yoda anyway oh my
1: god i'm gonna go out and and copyright fun comfortable
2: you sound like maple pines <laughs> is that comfortable no it's fun comfortable
1: i maple pines with stan's voice
2: It's uncomfortable. Copyrighted, Mabel. (laughs) Anyway, um, my next high is just the final scene between Ahsoka and Vader. You have just the gorgeous music. There's no dialogue. It's all silence. You have that heart-wrenching scene of Ahsoka standing in front of all the clone helmets. We see Jesse's helmet. It's so beautiful. It's so powerful. And then it fades into the Empire. And you have that Vader scene with uh, the convor flying overhead yeah. and Vader feels so sad and he finds the lightsabers that he just gave her like two episodes before that. And it's just that entire. Th- this it's, is it's,
1: another one that I that I would have liked to have put down to. But I knew, you know, why why repeat when there's so many? But I second all of that. That scene is amazing.
2: It is the perfect ending of the show. And it's what the show should have ended on. It should not be ending on a high note. It should not be ending on a happy note. But it's so powerful to sh- like to just the entire just the transition of the Republic ship falling because the Republic has fallen. And we honor those that were lost that were just as much victims like Jesse and the clones. And then it fades into the Empire and we see it va- like it was just such a perfect ending. With the gorgeous music, no dialogue. The fact there's no dialogue too. It's just, it's so perfect. And it also like mirrors Twilight of the Apprentice in so many different ways. And that's the next time Vader, like Ahsoka and Vader, see each other. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Uh,
1: oh, thank God there was no dialogue in that scene. And there like didn't like need Darth to be. Vader going like Ahsoka, what happened? You know, no. it's like,
0: that. That was, yeah, so
1: stupid. Yeah, it was perfect. Perfect.
2: Um and then my last high is just Maul's Rogue One Vader scene of just walking through the hallways and just decimating everybody. Yes. Not a lightsaber, but with just the power of the force, like ripping panels out of the walls, using them as shields, using them yeah. as weapons, ripping out the hyperdrive. Like it felt like that Vader scene in Rogue One. And it was like
1: the Vader scene in Rogue One mixed with that first fight scene with the with the bad batch he was like a one-man bad batch because he was doing the same sort of thing like this like it was a mixture of things that vader was doing but he was also doing the like you, you know using pieces of debris as shields and just like moving forward with them and stuff
2: do you know what i also liked about it um and i don't think i mentioned this in the episode is we're used to seeing Maul fight with a lightsaber. We know what that looks like. We know what it, like what he looks like fighting with a lightsaber because we have it in, in uh, Phantom Menace. We have it in here. I can't actually ever remember seeing Maul use the Force that much at yeah, any time. Yeah, it, it's scarier.
1: It's it's scarier without a yeah, lightsaber, especially because, if you're being attacked by him because he has to take you out in a much messier way.
0: <laughs> and
2: but that's the thing, like that shows. His Sith powers, because I can't think of him using other than like you know like pulling a lightsaber, to him with a force. I can't recall him ever using the force from well, from Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace to Clone Wars to Rebels. I'm thinking so, also
1: maybe his Sith powers might be a kind of a little peak right now, you know. Yeah. I mean, Sith, Sith power might be perking up in the galaxy right at that at that exact moment.
2: Well, like that was probably the like the first time I ever felt like. Maul is a Sith Lord. This is Sith Lord Maul. Before, like, he was, like, you know, a Machiavellian prince, you know, like, doing his little side things. He fights with lightsabers. He was there. But, like, watching him march down that hallway and then walking into that hyperdrive reactor and ripping that down, like, with no lightsabers or anything, just the power of the Force, that felt like, yes, this I is the power of him as a Sith Lord.
1: I, I don't want to... I... I... I I want it to... I I know it doesn't time up, probably, but I want it to time up with when he's doing his rampage, that's when Palpatine is w- winging those senate those little Senate platforms at Yoda and going, ah, ha, ha, and just winging them at Yoda. That's the same time that that's happening parallel of Darth Maul, just like, you know... Fomenting chaos through, throughout the ship, but it 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 probably doesn't time up right. It's probably a little too early.
0: I don't know.
2: We'll have to see. I I feel like at some point you hear when Order sixty six happens. You Ahsoka hears Anakin killing Mace Windu, and then Order sixty six happens. So I, I don't know. So, anyhow. It's,
1: yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I did pick a low. Somebody
1: will figure it out exactly. Somebody will figure that out
2: sooner that than later, and done.
1: it'll be online. Yeah.
2: Um, I'm like Chris. I did think of a very specific low, and it is the minorest of minor tiny gripes, and it's actually a, about a low for the series that kind of affected the finale, which was R seven, Ahsoka's droid. Because um, R7 sacrifices, you know, its little droid life to help save her. And finding out that that is Ahsoka's personal astromech, I just wish, like, kind of looking back at the series, they would have built that relationship more. Just so that moment has a lot more impact. Like, I wish she had yeah. the relationship with R7 that Anakin has with R2. They, you know, were, that pri- they that-
1: were probably afraid of having too many astromech droids for people to keep track of. but I'm, But as we know it wouldn't have been a problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, it it wouldn't have been. But, like, could you imagine, like, in the Ahsoka Leaves arc, like, R7 trying to, like, follow Ahsoka out of the temple, and she's just like, no, stay here. Like, you can't come with me. You have to stay here. And, you know, like, but if they had, like, built that relationship, but for, you know, seven seasons. Uh, <laughs> like yeah,
1: it, it, gives, it gives her her own sort of feel, though, too, you know. And she ends up being an outsider, so... And that and that's a sad thing, too, when she leaves the Jedi, she probably doesn't get to take her astromech droid with her either, which yeah. would have been even sadder if they'd formed a bond.
2: Yeah, because then she would have been like, you can't come with me, R-7, you gotta go it's back like, to the hangar bay.
1: It's like getting a cat when you go in the army and they're just like, I'm sorry, your, your t- term is up, your cat stays on the submarine.
2: Yeah. So, alright, well, our next question what was your least favorite episode of the season and why yeah.
1: <laughs> I think we know the one the one where the spice is dumped <laughs> it, writing problems um it doesn't ruin the episode but it it just rubbed me the wrong it rubbed me the wrong way I was just like meh, no meh, yeah. meh. it it was just the 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 beats of it too easy that's a but that's definitely not not 30 minutes i want back in my life i'm fine with that 30 minutes you know or yeah. 22 minutes or whatever so yeah that's the best i could do
2: mine was on the wings of karadax um because it's, it's just mostly like there's nothing really meaty in it. it's just a big fight scene but we mm-hmm. we have a lot of repeating storylines with the poll text that we already had in clone wars
1: and, and in more looks, detail yeah. yeah
2: like that's the thing it looks it just looks nicer um, and, it, and, again, it's not a bad episode. Like, there's a lot of little funny things in it, like like Wrecker uh, being scared of heights and the, that beautiful shot where they have to walk across the pipe and Wrecker's just like, don't look down, don't look down. They're like, you got this, Wrecker, we're with you. We're, don't look down, though. You're fine. <laughs> like, So there's a lot of good humor in that scene, in like, in, like, that episode. It's just it it had the least amount of things that i watched star wars for <laughs> so yeah.
0: it's also the
1: yeah, shortest
2: it, episode i think it was only like 19 minutes or something mm-hmm. it was the shortest episode of i think of the
1: you're season. right yeah i think you're right so
2: um i put these two in here but i wasn't sure if we needed them or not or if oh, cuz i wasn't sure if like we would cover everything else in the rest of them but i feel like we covered we'll
1: cover those two points the right solution
2: yeah or i I just you know i was just trying to think of questions but i don't feel like we need these two okay i also don't know how long this conversation would be yeah yeah but i think we would okay okay cool cool i wasn't sure anyway so next question what or who would you have liked to have seen more of this season
1: Oh, R2 100% the most important character you know I mean the uh, you know the
2: hero of all of Star Wars yeah
1: yeah but he's yeah. hanging out in episode 3 I I realize that and he's hanging out and w- of course he's hanging out in episode 3 with my other buddy Greevy and uh yeah I would have liked to have had both of, I got a got a shot of Greevy and and a quick quick little run in with R2 but Yeah, I would have I would have liked a little more droid action in this, you know. But you know, you're not gonna get three PO because he's with Padme. They could have worked Jar Jar in, I guess. That would have been that would have really been going out on a limb, being like, Do we wanna put Jar Jar in the Siege of (laughs) Mandalore? They could have put him early on in the bad bad batch.
2: It people depends.
1: Would have been I would have been like, if somebody can write me a Jar Jar scene that is guaranteed to have people go like, "Wow, I never would have thought that." Um, I wanted to see a Jar Jar scene, but that was really good. Then we'll put it in and go. And uh, but uh, if I if I if I mean if it was totally under my control, I'd be like, oh, yeah. It's the Siege of Mandalore, starring General Jar Jar. Uh, <laughs> Jar Jar, ver- it would be Jar Jar versus Spider Guy.
0: Oh,
2: can you? He would just like uh, like shoot his tongue out, stick it to Admiral Trench, and like just suck him in his mouth and just swallow him whole. Be like, Lisa thought that was delicious, and but spit out, and he'll pause for a second and then spit out his robotic gloves, Be like, much better. Let's go. Yep. <laughs> his jaw would unhinge and ugh. Ugh. Um, People would be
1: pre- writing me letters complaining going, I didn't like the part where Jar Jar ate the eggs. Chris. Anyway. <laughs> so R2, that's my answer.
2: Uh, my is kind of the same and I'll go into more detail about this a little bit further down. Um, but I, I did, I, I ended up missing a lot of those supporting characters, too. Like, we got a little bit of Padme, we got that little bit of R2, um, there, but there are just so many supporting characters, um, I would have liked to see seen Dooku one last time, but, like, right before he died, it had been cool to see Dooku, it had been cool to see Grievous, like, there's so yeah. many support characters that, in and, and unfinished stories, like, Cad Bane is unfinished, um, there, there's so many stories that, I, I understand why they, they did what they had to do um, in the time that... And I'm not saying that I'm not thankful. I'm glad we even got a season seven. But I, I, I did end up missing a lot of, like, those important characters of Clone Wars that we have grown to love for seven Cad- seasons.
1: Cad Bane, like Cad Bane would have been neat, but it would have been, like, really, like... Like, you couldn't really have... They they probably wouldn't have worked him into it. You know, it, it just probably yeah. would have felt forced. You had, like you just sort of bound to that, those main I will, threads.
2: I will definitely get into more of it later, because I do have this point, like, later on. But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Like, characters like R2 and Padme and, like, Grievous and stuff like that. Or I, I would have been cool to see Count Dooku one more time. Even if it was just a quick little screen flash like Grievous. You know, we didn't even see Count Dooku at all this season. Um, so, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, Dooku, Dooku pretty much doesn't make it past the beginning of episode three.
2: But that didn't happen until, you know, Siege of Mandalore. We could have had a quick, like, little, like, shot of him.
1: He would have had to have been in the Bad Batch or something if you were going to have, like, him as a character, I guess, to... I mean... uh
2: I still i still think they could have handled it like grievous they could have been like general grievous is attacking coruscant and count dooku is here and yeah but they
1: yeah now. they would have had to have done it in the first yeah in the first episode where they threw put in all the stuff that they like yeah
2: because well, that's yeah, the
1: he, only that's the only intro in the whole thing
2: yeah um because he was dead by episode two of suge of mandalore so cause that's when he, yeah. when he was like anakin shanked him <laughs>
1: Oh All right, he was good. he was dead long before he was dead not long after they answered the alarm when they were like rrr, rrr, we gotta go fight they, you know, they just mm-hmm. grabbed they just grabbed poor Palpatine and we have to go rescue him. So it was only hours after that 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 um mm-hmm. Dooku was dead.
2: Yeah, so I'm, I'm very interested to hearing your explanation because I'm not quite sure what you mean by this. So, Chris, what was your top what the fuck moment?
1: It was Maul not escaping his fight with Ahsoka. How it, do you mean that?
2: Because I'm not sure how you mean that.
1: Narratively, I really expected Maul and Ahsoka to fight and Maul to jump on his ship and either escape or or take off till... You know, obvious. Obviously, neither of them are going to die in that scene. So, I I really did not expect um, to see Ahsoka beat him and him to be you know captured by clones. That was the you know the first time (laughs) I watched it, but. yeah, so just nar- narratively, negative. it's it's not what I would have ex- it w- it's it subverted my expectations of of that. I figured they would fight to it since neither of them died, and it was a twist to me. That so this they, is not
2: a negative. What the fuck? This is more like a oh, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah. It was a it was a a, a little. Uh, little kink in the story that i didn't see coming so i liked it yeah I put him in the box which is one of my favorite moments but you yeah. know narratively if i would have written it i wouldn't have thought of that i would have i would have had them fight and then at the end had a had a nice him shattering the glass and and leaping out like looking like he was leaping to his death onto his ship and then taken off you That's know but we're we were given that later on in the in the, the you know they 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 sort of stretch it out to there, but yeah, I didn't I I expected him to sort of be after that that fight to be just like zoom gone off to the you know to the rest of you know his own story, so so that was and and it also meant more Darth Maul because they weren't gonna leave him you know in a in a Mandalorian anti Sith box, mm-hmm. so yeah no it was a good what the fuck moment.
2: Mine's a good what-the-fuck moment, too, because yeah. my what-the-fuck moment of the season was definitely Maul's Rogue One scene, because I was not expecting him just to just be casually walking through hallways, decimating everyone in front of him, hacking off people's arms. <laughs> like, and the whole time I was just like, what the fuck is happening? My mind is blowing! Oh my god! Impacting like, him into the
1: wall it. with slabs of metal and stuff, yeah.
2: Oh, oh, yeah. Is there a moment that you're still not over, whether it's sad, funny, happy, etc.?
1: Yeah, that 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 chase to the ground scene is one of the most fully realized dramatic Star Wars action sequences. Can you, you tell know, this
2: is why we decided to give Bad Batch and, and uh the Martes sister arc their own like special segments? Because everything since then has been about Siege of Mandalore.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean that's where all the juice lies, and I, I know. mean, this
0: is exactly know. why and we didn't. They did it knew this way, it. they <laughs> they knew it,
1: and the, and those two those two <laughs> were just sort of warming you up into the the season, and yeah, and still not not really letting you know what to ex. You know, I, I, I sort of like that they sort of... I, I don't want to say tricked you, but, you know, they sort of lulled you into the sense that you're watching just... Oh, okay, it's a good... It's a season, uh, although we knew Siege of Mandalore was going to be extra special. I really didn't expect it to be as... Uh, you know, it was like a little... It was like opening up a Christmas present and it was better than you expected, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. It, and, and that, that sequence for one just you know there there's there there's been cg sequences as complex as this and in whatever but it's the way they they stage it and orchestrate it that makes it have that extra feel of oh, yeah. uh, real physics although the physics are probably n- nowhere near real but it feels that way and the 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 yeah the threat I mean it's just so basic and primal and you know you're pointed to the ground <laughs> and you gotta get in the ship and uh and it's all and it's you know it's right on the nose symbolically and everything but that's where Star Wars should be and and the symbolism is very much you know character oriented rather than just sort of broadly oriented although you did point out you know the the republic is crumbling into is crashing into the ground at the same time as a spaceship but like you know it's yeah yeah but but the the emotional feeling that you're feeling at the time is it's it's rex and Ah ahsoka crashing you know it's everything crashing down around them and uh yeah it's just it's gorgeous
2: um the moment I'm still on over with uh, is just the mocap lightsaber fight in animation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it gives that fight because because the thing about we because we've joked about it all throughout Clone Wars of like Anakin parkouring everywhere. I think at one point he literally jumped up half a mountain in a single jump. Like we've we've joked about this so it's like so much here and there. But that mocap fight scene felt so grounded um it even though it's
1: up in the air it's like a high wire act
2: but but like even just in the throne room like it is ray park it feels like it feels like episode one like it because it is ray park um it changes emotions that
1: an actual human being has to be capable of doing
2: absolutely it and and has and, to do and just like the little things like the the little things that only ray park would think of that the animators wouldn't like there's one moment and i always look for it he does this like little forward kick where he's just like uh, uh, as he's like yeah. jumping forward but only one of his legs moved and it's it's a very specific thing that only ray park as maul would think uh, what's, to do
1: what's the word for that it's a faint
2: yeah absolutely um and so like that that is a moment that it just the entire fight is just so real and it, it just kind of it's just it's I'm not over it um and my other one I just had to toss this out as an honorable mention um just seeing Vader at the end I was not expecting it um I was not expecting that to be the final shot and it 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 uh, you know I had my one rule my one rule of, of Clone Wars was I never wanted to see Vader because it was Anakin's story but we're not with Anakin anymore it's Vader, um and so I'm I'm totally okay like that I'm I'm not over that moment of seeing Vader at the end it's so good. All right, well now that we have the entire series under our belts, what is the strongest points of the show as a whole now that we have all seven seasons?
1: Um, story and characters once it got going once you got like fully into season 2 3 stories and characters formed like the bedrock of the whole thing but it's just still loaded with that visual storytelling of Star Wars and just to uh, and a willingness to experiment and truly experiment you know they did some like sort of safe experiments, like you know, um, doing a like Godzilla the, movie,
2: yeah, or Godzilla even monster, like the kid arc. Like the kid Ark is a safe yeah. experiment.
1: Yeah, and then they got to do some like real like risky experiments, like the whole Mortis stuff, and and a yeah. lot of the a lot or of the, the non or Jedi the or Sith. yeah, the, the and and all the non Jedi Sith force stuff. You know, they got to they got to play around with it and and some of it stuck and some of it didn't. But, you know, yeah, it's just a very it's a fully creative series and it could have been formulaic. You know, it could have gotten away with being formulaic and been a a good, solid series. But it is it's it's just incredibly creative and ended up being. Insanely world building <laughs> for a lot of what we got now, so yeah.
2: Yeah, you know, I I, I would agree, with, definitely agree with that because like Rebel strong points is because it's a li- it's a linear story, like you really mm-hmm. can't skip any episodes of Rebels, um, and Resistance is a character driven story. So like while the plot is, it's the plot's not the focus of Resistance, it's the character work. Like it is a character driven story, um, but. Clone Wars is so experimental, you know, uh, and, and that really is a huge strength of it. So sometimes we have these character building arcs where like like Ahsoka got kidnapped by the, the Trandoshan hunters that were trying to hunt her down with Chewbacca. You know, like that is a character driven arc and does not impact the plot overall. And then sometimes you have these like huge plot driven episodes like um, Umbara. Umbara is a plot driven character arc for Rex to push him towards where he needs to be um and and that is definitely a strength is the fact that it has that experimental quality to it but also like filling in the gaps of the prequels like getting to know the clones is one of the most important parts of clone wars being able to explore the politics of this war to under to understand why palpatine is so brilliant we get to see palpatine's machinations like in so many different ways and also watching Anakin's downfall, like, it makes his downfall make sense. When you go from episode two to episode three, like, we understand why he is where he is. And while well, he's just like, well, fuck the Jedi, it doesn't feel sudden, you know? Because we just had seven seasons of watching him slowly get chipped away to, to fall. Like, it's it's so... It's so good, and it is the strength of the show is being able to like shade in those gaps of the prequels so well, while being experimental at the same time, and getting like whole things like Night Sisters, like God Asajj Ventress, you know, she has an entire side story, and it's compelling and beautiful and gorgeous, and we learn about the the Dathomirian Night Sisters, and oh, so good, so so good. All right, so our last question that we both have is, hey. Now that we have the entire sequels under our, our series under our belt and we have seven seasons, what is something that you would have done differently in the show?
1: Um, besides little details here and there, I wouldn't really change it. But I would be curious what it would have been like if they had structured all the seasons like they'd structured se- season seven.
2: You mean like shorter, like shorter seasons or longer? seasons? Not as
1: much shorter. But a collection of like maybe like four arcs and then a big, big wrap up.
0: Oh, Oh, like a big wrap up like
1: with or or maybe short or maybe shorter. Actually, yeah, shorter. And then a big wrap up four parter that works as a movie with the extra money pumped into that with extra money pumped into that i wonder what it would have been like yeah it would have been i don't know if it would have been better it would have been different but like i think it could have been better in some ways and and there would have been a lot that we would have lost from it uh in the ex probably in the experimentation and just like odd episodic episodes but like i would have been like it would have been really interesting because they would have had to really strongly plot things out and you know and maybe you know maybe even yeah i guess the that's only what movie is, cause
2: i when i read this note i wasn't sure what you meant by structure like season seven but that that's really interesting to note that because i now i'm just thinking like what would be those season finale movies they would do yeah. i think umbara would be one like can you imagine umbara like but As at this a movie. quality movie level
1: or a um, western, I, a western with Cad Bane, you know, is one yeah, season. For, you know, something, Mortis. something like the man, like a like a proto version of the Mandalorian, you Mortis know. Mortis
2: would definitely be one. Yeah. Um, yep. As much as we would hate it. <laughs> um, but actually, I think like doing Mortis like four episode movie would you know having instead of like just being like it's this thing in the middle of the season like having it be like a. Focus. it would have had
1: more work put into it it would have had more thought and and go over yeah. of it to make it more
2: but I, I agree i think we would lose so many of those little things like yeah. i think we'd have, we would have lost like it would
1: I mean, it would have been a series of gains and losses it would it, but it would be interesting
2: like here's an example um because I think a lot of people would be happy to lose, but in the context of Clone Wars, Clone Wars actually made this person better. Something like Jar Jar. Like, people, like, scoffed at the Jar Jar episodes, but when you actually watch Jar Jar's arc, he has a character arc through Clone Wars, and he is a better character at the end of it. And he's completely, like, he has a really strong character arc. And that would have been completely lost. I don't think we would have gotten as much Hondo. Hondo probably would have, a lot of, because Hondo would just show up randomly and be like, Hey, I'm Hondo! Okay, bye! Like, we would lose a lot of those little things. So, well, on they could hand- have done
1: that. That would have been the Western episode, Western movie. It would have had you could have had Hondo and Cad Bane and Hondo and and our heroes would have had Hondo. to had, had to work together against Cad Bane because Cad Bane's just you know, bat- But you could have done more of a like you know, a Western. You could have just patterned it like the the mandalorian they're trapped on a planet and and in conflict with cad bane and and that's where
2: you get like kind of like because you know like both there's a unfinished boba story where it was boba and cad bane it's one of the unfinished stories that never got made um but the thing about something like uh, honda like what would be lost is like his his character development because so much of honda was he would just randomly show up around obi-wan and Obi Wan's like oh this guy You'd have
1: to do it three seasons in after two seasons of Hondo showing up a couple times in, in earlier arcs. In but the if we're
2: structuring arcs. this like season seven, then you would have, we might not even get like real no. Hondo
1: stories. Well, you um, could. You know, I like, mean, what, one big, of the, one of the of his, earlier arcs uh, yeah, could have been a I mean, Hondo arc. You know? I'm
2: sorry, I was trying to finish my point, but you were talking so I didn't hear your point. What? <laughs>
1: One of, well, I mean, you could just do one of the early, you know, season two arcs could have been a story, you know, the story involving Hondo, where you know, the one with the circus, maybe, you know, or something like that.
2: Yeah, and but that's where I feel like we we would lose it, like along with Jar Jar, because he would just show up here and there, but he would. We saw every time he showed up, he would change a little bit, and it wasn't until we got finally got that kid arc. Which, yeah. you know, love or hate the kid arc, the kid arc is where Hondo makes his change to become who he is in Rebels. And I, I feel like we would, that would probably be one of the ones, yeah. if we're talking shorter seasons, like more focused seasons, that would probably definitely be an arc that would be cut easily. Um, and I feel like there's a big moment when we finally get to, I, I think it's season five. Oh, oh man, well, yeah. Honda Run with Saul Guerrero would be a finale too. But like when we finally get a season five and it's hondo and obi-wan versus maul and savage you know we have had like five seasons of hondo randomly showing up but having little character moments to where he can stand beside obi-wan and oh be my, like let's oh take my this God. guy down
1: think of the twilight of the apprentice movie yeah see that's uh, all of a sudden all those hondo stories start going like whoosh. But yeah, it would be it would be a a ser- it would be a Sophie's choice, you know. You would lose a lot of great things. Yeah. But because like, I know, but like I like a, a, just a I just thought of my friend Missy. But The Apprentice in in double budget splendor. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> or, um,
2: and it and it's so much it depends on was fans. was
1: pretty much like that, but it was like it was like that in one episode, but like four episodes. Like yeah, oh oh. oh. Uh-huh. Mm.
2: But I, I, I also, like, it really just depends on the fans, too. Like, when, when you mentioned that, the first thing I thought of just now was my friend, with my friend Misty, um, go go to at Coral Snake on Twitter. She's a fantastic artist, but she loves the scum and villainy characters. Like, she loves Hondo. She loves Cad Bane. She loves Jango Fett and Aura Singh. And, you know, like, she she would have liked having a four-episode Twilight of the Apprentice episode, but she would much rather have that Western you know, like, cause those are her characters, and uh-huh. so like, and I, I think that's kind of the strength of Clone Wars is we get just a little smorgasbord of everybody that everybody gets to have at least a moment. Um. So yeah. Anyway, the one thing I would do differently. <laughs> um. If, if, you know, I understand the, the cancellation circumstances that they couldn't finish season five and season six the way they wanted to because of the Disney buyout and it got canceled off of Clone War, uh, off of Cartoon Network, and then they had to go to Netflix and all that stuff. Um, but I I feel like I really wish they were able to make a full season seven or at least finish season six and then do a full season seven because there really are so many unfinished stories. You know, we have ventress's story with Quinlan Boss. we have cad bane and boba fett story we have the bad batch we have there's so many unfinished stories that we didn't get to have um and and it was all because of like cancellation nonsense and knowing how popular clone wars is i wish disney was just like yeah finish your season six and then we'll give you a full season seven um i i would have waited for that i because there are i i want i want those little stories too and I don't know. <laughs> that that would be the one thing I change is.
1: It's still under- possible. It's not possible that pro- it's probably not going to happen in that time period, but it's still possible that we could end up running into Ventress. sometime down the line or something. So. Ventress is
2: dead. She. And, and that's
1: oh, you're the, right.
2: You're right. That's the sad thing is that they had to finish Ventress's story that's in a right. book. And and she dies in the book and she didn't get to finish her story on screen. Um, and uh, don't get me wrong. Dark Disciple is a fan-fucking-tastic book. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's so good. But I also would have loved to have watched that and see those story reels and see that Quinn Limbaugh story and, like, you know, get that romance on screen and watch it. Like, you know, um, it's, and it's a shame that so many of those stories didn't get finished. Um, and... I feel very lost for that. And they could have gone back and added other things. We could have had a story with like Kanan and Deppa, you know, young Kanan that we saw in the Kanan, the Kanan comics, they could have bought, brought one of those stories and like made it in an episode of like Kanan and Deppa, you know, and they could have done that we could have saw maybe like, gone back to Ryloth and seen young Hera, like they had that opportunity. And I, I, I really hate those stories that we didn't get. So mm-hmm. I, I miss them. We have written questions for each other. So, my first, do we have one, two, three? You have three. I have one, two, three. Yeah, we got three for each other. Cool. So, uh, I will, we wrote questions for each other. So, Chris, your first question. The bad batch was very hit and miss for you. How would you have handled them differently?
1: I would have just introduced them. Once they got going, they were good. I would have introduced them maybe a little more subtly i guess i don't know i i I might have designed them a little less like they they, they were a little on the action figurey side for me um Mm -hmm. that's 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 definitely what i would have done once they once they established themselves i was i was all in but I you know maybe they didn't want you to like them as, as much at first. Maybe they wanted you to be sort of in tune with the clones. In it, so so and, in, you know, like, in in that way it worked, but
2: and some other like kind of interesting points got dropped. You know, there's a moment where Rex or like Rex or Anakin, one of them was like, "Who do you report to?" And Hunter goes. You know, I don't know. I don't know who we report to. And that's a red flag?
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, oh no, I they, like, were, they, they were full of red flags. They were just flying red flags left and right. They were like answering to nobody and just sort of like, you know, you wonder if they got even, if if they're even chipped. So who knows, you know? Yeah, like, but uh,
2: some, I hope that's stuff that's explored in their series.
1: I would, I, I maybe I would have introduced them more as um, foreboding than is swaggering, maybe.
2: Ooh, that's interesting. Because, like, the whole time, like, you know, like, we shouldn't trust Echo, but we, as the audience, know Echo, but we don't know them.
1: Right, right. Ooh, that's interesting, I like that. For all we know, they're just hired to go kill Echo and make sure he doesn't, you know...
2: (gasps) Can you imagine that ending of, like, they kill Echo and Rex is like, you killed my brother! oh and then he has to like take out the bad
0: bad
1: yeah 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 Ah! you know
2: (laughs) that would hurt or maybe he would have to convince them like you can't kill that girl and they're like this is our job he's like we're brothers oh my god that'd be even more emotional
0: Ugh.
2: so my question
1: Yes. Okay. So the first question for hope is uh, aside from seeing more of the storylines that we actually did see in season seven, you know, more of this or that that we saw, is there anything you thought was left out or you would have liked to have seen worked in there? We've sort Um, of mentioned a little bit of this, but
2: yeah, this is kind of a continuation of what I was just saying. Um, I jokingly wrote, I still want my montage. Yeah. Um, And, and I, and, to to kind of I don't remember when we were talking about this. Um, it might have been when we were covering Rebels or earlier in the up, or earlier in the season.
1: I think but it was in said, Rebels.
2: Yeah, but I had said that I wanted a montage of because there like we were just saying there's so many stories that we didn't get to see like Ventress, Cad Bane, the Quinlan Voss story. Like, um, there's so many unfinished stories that we didn't get to see that I would have loved to see like a montage of just kind of touching base on all these, and even throwing in stuff like Kanan going through Order 66 with Depa, like, you know, a quick scene of of her just being like, Padawan, run, and him just being like, no! Um, just a quick little montage to just kind of touch base and give love to all that. But at the same time, there was no place for it in Siege of Mandalore. Absolutely no place yeah. for it. So yeah. I, I don't know where that would have fit in. Um, but I... Even if it was just kind of like the voice of war moments of like you know it's just like right but even then like where would you fit Cad Bane in that or or like or Quinlan and Nasaj like there's no place for it so um I don't know where but I still just I I wish we got those little nods even if they were just nods you know we got to see like I I don't I, but I have no idea where they would put it in the season I honestly don't I don't have a good answer yeah. for that. Maybe at the end of the last Martez sister one would be like, and yeah. montage, here's everything else. Yeah, no, no, they would have there.
1: had to squeeze another arc in there. So oh, yeah, like squeeze there, like there three, a- three episode ep- episodic ones in there between all the
2: You know, um, so. I would almost want love to see them. And I'm, I'm going to explain what I mean, because only people who listen to Hope Makes Chris Watch Cartoons would know what I'm talking about. Almost like a bottomless pit or a little gift shop. Yeah. Before where and and what i mean by that in gravity falls they have two anthology episodes where it's the characters telling stories so uh the, we just recently just recorded little gift shop of horrors and it's grunkle stan telling three different stories to an yeah. unknown traveler and the, the stories are all ma- made up like they're not real and but having something like that where it's the characters just being, like, just a single episode is just being, like...
1: It starts out... You even see just the voice
2: of war, like, having Tom Kane just being, like, Meanwhile, across the galaxy, Cad Bane and Boba Fett, or blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then, no, like, commercial I, break.
1: I, <laughs> just, I just see, like, a planet, you see smoke, uh, 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 a Jedi ship all crashed up, and you see Anakin and Obi-Wan and R2 just sitting there waiting to get picked up. And they got to pass the time and they each tell a story. And Anakin could tell a story like of little Anakin on Tatooine or something.
2: Actually, a really important part of Dark Disciple was Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because he was kind of the go-in-between between between the Jedi Council and Quinlan Vos. Because Quinlan was the one that was infiltrating Asajj. And but he ended up falling in love with Ventress, um, and so but Obi, like so you could even have Anakin be like so what happened with that uh Asajj Ventress stuff and Obi Wan's like well and then it's just like a little fifteen minute recap of what happened you know like, it it would yeah. it would be messy it'd be so yeah messy, no, I, But I, I want
1: it I would want him to do if they did something like that I would want him to do little little like stories from out like out little little pocket stories like a uh, an adventure anakin had that that you know that he uses somehow to like make fun of obi-wan a little bit and obi-wan tells a story of you know in my early days when i was a padawan and you see a story of young obi-wan and and qui-gon and then r2 Mm -hmm. tells r tells some goofy you know some goofy droid story you know. I
2: see, but for for the unfinished stories, I I would almost want to leave it to Tom Kane and let him be the voice of war, just being like, and now we go to this planet where Asaj Asaj as- as- Ventress and Quinlan Voss are on a mission together with the Pikes and blah blah blah. And then over here in the galaxy, you have the Bad Batch on Kashyyyk and blah blah blah. Like I would uh, I would almost want it to be like Tom Kane guiding us through this anthology, just as the voice of war. I think that'd be really fun. Um All right. Oh, your next question, Um Chris. You are the visual guy. I I should make you a shirt that say it that says I am the visual guy.
1: <laughs> I am a visual guy. I should totally. <laughs> I am make the visual through. guy on this show.
0: Uh, I would be so pretentious
1: favorite... to say I'm the visual guy. I huh. would I would I would I would cede to George Lucas as the visual guy before me if if there was going to be just one. <laughs> But I mean there's been a lot okay, we've there's a lot of the aforementioned, you know, sequences yeah. big sequences. But there's other to finish know, like, the question,
2: uh what were some of your favorite visuals yeah. of the season? And, and I was like, gonna I'm gonna add pick one from both uh Bad Batch and Martez too.
1: Yeah, no, I I, I, I mean yeah, the the Bad Batch, like the, the striking visual in that wasn't there wasn't as much uh, like bombastic star wars stuff but you know man that i mean echo coming out of the cryo chamber is pretty pretty creepy and uh um the the first battles you know those those are two things that i've mentioned before the first battle sequence with the with the um bad batch is is pretty pretty uh dynamic It, it reminds me like that that whole planet reminds me a little bit of Umbara, but not as Niani, but still it has that sort of nighttime glowy look to it. In the Martez sisters, it's stuff like it's just little things like uh, there's that shot up through, you know, up out through the the pit that they're in up into the sky with all the ships just sort of leaving and going out.
2: Oh you know? the 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 uh the Luke Skywalker moment with the ship right, rising,
1: right, right, right. Oh! It's beautiful, you know. And 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 pretty much anything with uh with um Kessel is is gorgeous. I mean, just you know, as as any new season of Clone Wars, it, it went up a level in <laughs> in CG. That's for sure. But this this was a very character driven um all of it was pretty character driven and especially uh even Siege of Mandalore was more character driven than special effects set pieces, although there were plenty of them. But um it wa- there wasn't as much of a focus on spectacular spaceship battles and stuff, but it was it was fine. It was more Like, once we got to Siege of Mandalore, it took on this like dark gothic feel to it, uh, you know, until the end. And it'd been dark and black. Everything was black and red. And then the end is snow colored white with black Darth Vader in it. That's pretty visually amazing. Mm hmm. But yeah, it was a it it was a feast for the visual guy.
2: I have to uh, throw out my my one of my favorite visuals outside of Siege of because Siege of Mandalore, of course, is visually gorgeous. But I still one of the shots that stand out in my mind is that really wide shot of the Bad Batch Rex and Anakin on the pipe with droids on either side of them with just the wide sky behind them. Yeah, and it's just a pulled out wide shot like that still sticks out to my, my brain. Like, when I when I think of that arc, I think of that shot. And, oh, uh, love it. I just have to know. I'm sorry, I got a little distracted for half a second there. Um, I can't remember if I said it at the beginning of the show. But when I was in Target today, I found a coat that looks exactly like Rafa's coat from the Martez sister arc. It's the gray fur coat with a popped-up collar and everything. And if you guys remember when Brian from Pink Milk was a guest on our show, we were joking about how like he would want that coat and then I would get the Trace mark test coat and we would make a podcast together. So I sent this to him and he tagged a bunch of our queer friends in it. And <laughs> apparently he wants to get a group of us together in this coat, diet pink, and go to celebration together. And we'll all be like, pink A Rafa cosplayers at Celebration. Now I was
1: just going to say, it's it's not something you would probably get to wear a lot in Georgia, you know?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. This is, uh, but it's, it's like so functionally. because... <laughs> because brian is so excited he's just messaging me about this coat. he's like what sizes were they in how many are there were there was there a pink one and i just i got it because i just suddenly got a bunch of messages from brian and so we we're like oh my god we have our wrap coat oh my god
1: <laughs> well if so anybody sorry, should moved. know how to make that coat pink it would be you
2: oh uh, uh, so in the words of brian i'll probably wear nothing else i'm one of those days more skin the better <laughs> And then our friend Ben from KatanaCast was like, I need mine to be black, but it's going to have suspenders and accessories and a harness. (laughs) We're going to have fun at Celebration, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what's my next question? I had to throw that out there. So we're talking season seven.
1: Yeah. All right. Question number two. Who do you think this is this one was kind of a bastard question for me. Who do you think the most in player, most important player was in season seven, especially since we don't have our two? Usually it's R2.
2: Okay, so you. I'm gonna. This is my uh, phantom answer. You ready? Okay. The most important player of season seven is Anakin.
1: Ah, interesting.
2: Because while, even though the focus is on Rex and Ahsoka, and the first arc is Re- Rex's arc, the second of, uh, arc is Ahsoka's arc, and then the third arc is them getting through Order 66 and the Siege of Mandalore, Anakin is the most important player in the season. Um, when we get to the reason that Rex has his arc in the first place is because Anakin supports him. He's the one that gets him on the mission. He gets the mission. He supports Rex to get to that point, and Rex ends up leaving Echo, letting Echo go. We see who is the person that. Ahsoka mentions constantly to Trey. She goes, my brother taught me these skills. I went to the Skywalker Academy. She has that moment with Anakin. And the reason she's there in the first place is because the lessons that Anakin taught her earlier in the season, in in the show, I should say, earlier in the show, he taught her to question things. He taught her to... Um, to not just follow the rules, to learn and know how to break the rules, and it led to her leaving. The reason she left is because he gave her the tools to re- to think on her own and not fall into that cult-like setting. And then, of course, the Siege of Mandalore opens in Episode Three, and they're in all- the whole time. Ahsoka's like, "I need to talk to Anakin. I need to talk to Anakin. Where is Anakin?" And Obi Wan's like, "Yeah, you need to talk to Anakin. Shit's happening." And the reason Order Six. 66 happens is the phantom apprentice the episode the phantom apprentice is about anakin skywalker and that's the whole reason maul and ahsoka are fighting it's over anakin and finally the whole reason that order 66 happens is because of anakin's actions so honestly the most important player of the season is anakin fucking skywalker
1: (laughs) yeah no he's saving he's saving his 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 teachings are saving ahsoka while he's in down while there while he's, he's failing himself defense. yeah he's succeeding yeah. with ahsoka where he's failing with himself that is oh. a much more awesome answer i expected a good answer but i actually i expected you to get pissed because that would that, that's a tough question but that's an awesome answer
2: actually it wasn't that tough that was the first thing that came to my brain i was like oh it would gonna... have
1: been tough <laughs> for me yeah
2: <laughs> uh, no you got me just now everybody's just in so the, uh, intertwined and in in it. it would have
1: been just like uh I I would have had a hard time teasing it out, but you did it.
2: No, you You did it. You just got me in the feels when you said that he succeeded with Ahsoka where he failed in himself, and that kind of hit me in the heartstrings a little bit.
0: (laughs) You got me. Bam! Like emerald.
2: Actually, um, I just read the most amazing description of Ahsoka Tano I have ever read in my life, and I sent it to actually Brian of Pink Milk. Um, we were talking about, somebody had symbolized, like, summarized the fight between Ahsoka and Vader in Twilight of the Apprentice. And someone had wrote, Ahsoka could feel Vader's darkness rising above her like a wave, cresting over, churning with a power. The darkness broke against her. And this is the Ahsoka Tano thing. She dug her heels into the force holding it there for the sake of her friends, the way Anakin Skywalker had taught her. But just the words, she dug her heels into the force. That is Ahsoka Tano in a single sentence. She dug her heels into the force. Oh. <laughs> anyway, your last question. When you were a kid, Chris, and you're in theaters, watching A New Hope for the first time, and you heard Obi-Wan Kenobi talk about the Clone Wars, did you ever think that this is what it would become and did the series meet your expectations?
1: I, I never would have thought I never would have thought we would have got it in, in the movies like we did, which was more than than I expected. And it was and it was. Here's the thing. I didn't have an awful lot. I I like it was kept very vague in my head. And there were a few allusions to it in pictures of Clone War battles in um, in Marvel Star Wars and stuff, but I sort of liked it at that. And I was a little sketchy about them doing the Clone Wars because I'm like, it's not gonna live up to expectations. But the movies, I thought, lived up to expectations. They were, they they it was it it ended up being a lot more like. Uh, coherent than I thought it would and then the Clone Wars series just yeah Um, you know I mean we've had the conversation a thousand times how you know how much it's enhanced the, the, the prequel trilogy and yeah the Clone Wars is I can't picture the Clone Wars as anything but what it is now I think it's they fully realized it you know I don't think that there aren't a lot of I have not heard I'm sure there are But I have not heard a lot of people in my, you know, in my circle and my circle of nerds is pretty wide and of Star Wars nerds and their preferences and tastes of Star Wars and what they like and don't like. But I don't hear a lot of people going like, yeah, I don't like how the Clone Wars came out. You know, it does it didn't it didn't live up to it for me. So I think they I mean, yeah, I mean, how, how? How many episodes, how many hours have we dedicated (laughs) to the Clone Wars? Oh, Lord, Uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, we wouldn't do it if it wasn't worth it. And it's, I mean, it's, I mean, we could go back and go through it another time and we would dig up more stuff, more connections and more things to think about out of it. So, yeah, I think it's incredibly, incredibly realized and you know, shared, shared, um, I mean, it's a, a lot of people in it, but like really credit it to George Lucas and Dave Filoni. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I, that's interesting. Cause I like, I have no, because of clone wars was so much like my, my gateway into the fandom. Like I never really thought about that line from Obi-Wan of just being like, Oh, that, you know, I fought with your father in the clone war um but i I remember you telling me stories like or sometime sometime in the you know 240 fucking something episodes that we've done this podcast um i remember you telling me a story about how like you and scott gardner would like act out what you guys thought the clone war was
1: we would discuss we would discuss it more we uh, yeah but like yeah we would we would uh i yeah i don't think we ever tried to like i know you know, we wrote our own parodies of the Star Wars movies, but we kept them all. They were all like parodies of the direct Star Wars movies. And then we went further forward in the, the timeline. And I don't know if it ever even occurred to us to go backwards. I I, I like. Yeah, I think that would have blown our minds if someone said, what if you did the Clone Wars or something like that? And I would have loved to have seen what we would come up with. But it would have been it, I know it would have been nothing like this the clones would have probably been something more like out of a horror movie you know because that's, <laughs> that's how people envision clones in movies and stuff it would all know. be
2: echoes an army of we, echoes
1: we, we thought it was something you, you know like i think in my head i pictured it sort of like you know people were were cloning off each other you know that it was the, the cloning was the actual war part of it you know That like they would clone somebody to replace them maybe. You know like um, um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers or something like that. But I didn't – although like in in the Star Wars comics, they had a couple troopers that were leftovers from the Clone Wars. And they were – you know, there were depictions of – uh, there, there were troopers and Mandalorians fighting and stuff, you know, so it wasn't it wasn't ins- it, like you could almost take that one picture from the, you know, little page splash from that Star Wars comic that did have like somebody actually talking about things happening in the Clone Wars and almost fit it in to to the the, the cartoon. I don't think they did that on purpose, but whoever whoever wrote that story in in that star wars issue was fairly you know sort of barking up the right tree mm-hmm. but uh yeah i i would have i almost pictured the clone wars further back although it doesn't make sense you know it, it, it works out it with obi-wan's age and everything so yeah,
2: he goes from Ewan McGregor to Al Guinness in 19 years, so he could have.
1: <laughs> I saw a deep fake. Yeah, but that's that's about right. I mean, Luke is tattooing.
2: I yeah. will say, Aunt Beru and Uncle Owen went through the same thing in 19 years too. So <laughs> there's actually been a lot of jokes about that recently because uh, Bo Katan and it's the It's a lot. It's a
1: hard life on tattooing. Have, you, they, have they... I told you
2: the 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 Bo Katan jokes in the Mandalorian about the about her skin? no so uh because people are like you know obi-wan and beru and uncle owen they they all age so much in 19 years oh my god and then book tan in the mandalorian should be like in her 50s because if she's not in her 50s she would have been like 10 in the clone wars so she should be in like her 50s but of course katie sackoff is like i think like 42 or something like that so she looks great um so people finally someone was like um excuse you she wears a helmet at all times. Yeah. There is no sun damage. No, you'd be right. Exactly. Skin care routine. Good exactly. Skin care
1: routine. <laughs> she probably she routine. they probably have to put like ointment on underneath the the armor. Let's be real, you know, to to avoid chafing, especially since you're gonna wear that armor so much yeah. and fighting and being all active in it. So yeah, so they probably have like they they probably developed you know nice skin creams that also keep them lubricated inside their, their mandalorian outfit so they're just like walking around in a spa like all the time yeah definitely i just saw a video where somebody did a deep fake of you and mcgregor on the old obi-wan kenobi in star wars and it's pretty amazing how compatible they are, you know? Yeah. How like seeing the combination you and McGregor Alec in his face just seems it seems right. It doesn't seem like you know when they deep fake a different face onto a character from a movie, it just looks weird. It doesn't look that weird. It was it's pretty good pretty good casting right there.
2: Oh, oh my god, I something if they ever wanted to do young Luke now, they could use Sebastian Stan. Because people have done deep fakes of Sebastian Stan and and Young Mark Campbell, and they have the same face to yeah. point where Campbell jokingly called Sebastian Stan, his son. He's like my son. I did what they ever do when Young Luther, you just give Sebastian. Stan. <laughs> All right, ask me my next question because I still have a resolution to do. All
1: right. So do you think the Martinez? <laughs> o'clock. Do you think the Martez sisters would have made a good spinoff or what about a mall spinoff? Do you think you could those could ever be good, good series? Well,
2: here here's what I want. I, I already really want a Crimson Dawn spinoff. Um, partially cause I, I want more Kira. I think Kira is a really interesting character. Um, Either we've, I don't know when this episode's coming out, because we are back math but we either just did our solo commentary, or we're about to do our solo commentary, because we don't know how to count weeks, um, but I, I just, I love Kira as a character, I think she's a very fascinating character, and I would love to explore her relationship with Maul, because let's be real here, I ship them, I ship them real hard, um, But I I think it'd be really interesting, especially, and I I mentioned this when we were speculating about the Bad Batch series, however many episodes ago, Um, I would love to see the Bad Batch run into Crimson Dawn. And maybe there's a few episodes where they work with Kira because they're, you know, they're mercenaries at that point. Um, so I actually, I really, really want, 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 want a Crimson Dawn spinoff of some kind. Um, even if it's just a season, like a mini I'd be even happy with just like the 12 episode miniseries. Just explore that episode, that relationship and that that organization. Um, I think the Mario Test Sisters are interesting because the thing about the Mario Test Sisters is, is only, they don't have like, say, the time to really, they haven't had the time to really showcase what they're made of opposed to someone like hondo you know hondo has had there's a reason hondo can work at galaxy's edge because he's been in two animated series and stuff He he's had that time to build that fan base
1: but they have I the potential think, to in a show right i mean well, that that well, sort here, of here, starts let me, out let me finish
2: with... what i was saying like so uh i could see them maybe starting off as a part of a group show like maybe a lando show or visago or even a hondo and having them in that show to kind of build themselves up a little bit more, and then I think they could carry it, uh, their own show. I'm not sure if they could do it right now at this moment, but I could see them doing like stuff like with Lando or Rizago or Hondo, you know? I could see them uh, coming back in the Bad Batch series, you know, letting them be in the Bad Batch, just to kind of get their, like, a little bit more... Let fans get used to them a little bit more, because, uh, to put bluntly, the, the Martez arc was very divisive. People either really loved it or they really hated it. There really was not an in-between.
1: Um, Lando, Lando might be really, really young. <laughs> With like he might be a little kid when the martis Ted Sisters are around.
2: When, the, when is Solo set? Because Solo's not that far after Clone Wars.
1: Solo Solo is I think When is like Solo set? Four or five year three or four or oh, five yes. three to five years before oh. Star Wars.
2: Where is Solo set in the Star Wars timeline? Uh ten to thirteen years.
1: Oh, ten to thirteen years.
2: So if if A New Hope is twenty years after, so uh, you know, he was Lando was like what in his 30s? so he could very it? like a young Lando in his twenties, and maybe an older Martez sisters, you know, older Martez sisters, younger Lando, and they could be like you know right about yeah. twenty five because Trace and Rapa are, all, are only teenagers, and so um. But I, 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 just the Martez sisters was so divisive with fans. Um, I think they would need to be in a few more properties before they could really carry their own series and have it be on on, on a business on a business take successful. Um, because it was just such a divisive series. Um, you know we loved it, but I know plenty of people who were just like, "This is I can't." <laughs> and people also just didn't like them. So I would, um, I
1: would, yeah, I would I would lean into that like with the series and like try to like make it into its own thing more like yeah,
2: that. Yeah, I I could definitely see them. Um, I I would love to see them. You know, maybe like a Hondo thing. You know, like Hondo Hondo's at his height right now. You know, he probably and then he's about to lose everything. You know, like seeing him team up. You know, there there there's a lot of ways I could see. Trace and Rafa come back, but I, just on their own right now, I don't think they could carry their own series right now. Yeah. I, I, I would watch it. I would love it, but from a business perspective, I don't think it would be
1: successful. Fair enough.
2: Um, Alright, let me take a drink.
1: It's time. Alright, I finished the fizzy drink. I have the water. It's the most popular part of Clone Wars, and, and definitely for now no more rex pollution no more callus pollution after this
2: i know i'm going to figure out what your en- i'm going to be it's, doing for it's your end
1: row maybe will you know we'll see what we can th- figure out to fill the 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 void of rex pollution but we'll we'll come up with some we'll come up with uh, something I'll, before I'll the end right. of season one of of resistance
2: I have to see who I really, really cl- like because I, I do have some favorite characters of Resistance. But yeah, uh, I have a
1: feeling it's going to be a Nico volution
2: Yeah, you know, I like Nico, but I don't think I could do a whole Volusionism. I really don't. Um. Anyway, look at that. Anyway, there. maybe an Orca in Flex Flex volution
1: Jeez. Oh,
0: oh.
1: All right. So give a brief summary of Rex <laughs> Evolution or Rex volution over How season brief. seven.
2: Brief, that's funny. So, we <laughs> last left Rex. He had gone through the world between worlds with his buddy Callus. You know, they had watched all of season seven of Rebels. They had came back. They won the fight against the Empire. He went to Endor. He had all these things, and he was having such a lovely time, and he was just kicking back like, "Oh, I lived through two series," and then he gets knocked at his door, and he's like, "What's that?" And he goes over, and he opens the door, and there's Dave Filoni, and Dave Filoni's like, "I have a hat. Come on back." He's like, "What do you mean? Come on back. I've already gone through like two series. Like, I I want to relax and like go find." Uh, wolf because Gregor's dead and go you know fish for jupa and and David Floody's like that's hilarious and Dave snaps his fingers and opens a portal and just like throws Rex through it and it's a time traveling portal before he knows it he's back in the clone wars what is this advertisement that just popped up on w- on on wikipedia huh It's this big, busty anime girl, and there's this geeky guy in the background. It's like, why did you text me first? The most beautiful girl I have ever met. Why are you here on Wikipedia of all places? Anyway, so Rex wakes up, and he's back in the Clone Wars. And he looks around, and he's just like, Oh, son of a bitch, we're back here again. And I'm all sad because my friend Fives is dead, and all my friends are dead. And, but hey, there's Cody. Hey, Cody. It's good to see you again. I haven't seen you in so long. And Cody's like, you just saw me yesterday. And Rex is like, oh, yeah, time traveling. Oh, my God, Anakin. Anakin's here. He looks so gorgeous. Toast Daddy is back. You know, and, and oh, he, and Rex looks down. He's like, oh, my God, I'm not Grunkle Rex anymore. Now I'm Hunkle Rex. Ah, look at my muscles. He's like, this is great. So. You know, they're fighting on some planet, and it's the planet in Rebels, and Rex is like, this looks familiar. Oh, yeah, because this was in Rebels. And he's all like, oh, look at the Fearnax in the background. Hey, Fearnax, don't come eat us when it's dark outside. And the, they're they're losing this planet, and Wet Blanket Windu is there with Toast Daddy, and Wet Blanket Windu's like, we're losing the planet! And Toast Daddy's like, oh, I'm so hot and stupid right now, but we're losing this planet, we need help. We're going to call in the Big Guns. And Rex is like, cool. And and Anakin's like, before we call in the big gun, so I need to talk to my wife. And Rex's like, oh yeah, I for, forgot about this as a plot point. Fuck. So he goes over, and, and Anakin's in there, and he's just like, hey, Panda Bear, I miss you so much. And Padme is all like, T, I'm so pregnant. And he's like, I don't know what pregnant means. I don't know what that is. And Padme is just like, thank God you're pregnant. I don't know
1: how babies
2: work. I don't. And Padme is like, thank God you're pretty, because you're dumb as a brick, And no one knows how to read in Star Wars. Uh, Except for Padme Amidala, apparently. Anyway, Rex is outside. He's just like, this is great. All right, I'm back. But all my friends are still dead. And I'm kind of sad. I'm going to look at this photo of my friends. And I wish I knew where Echo was. And Obi-Wan comes up. He's all like, hello there. And Rex is like, Anakin! Anakin! Obi-Wan's here! Hey, Anakin! And Anakin's like... Rex, you're the worst wingman in the world. He's just like, I am, you know, I'm too old for this shit. I'm actually, like, 20 in a different world. And Rex is like, cool. And Obi-Wan's like, I know that you know that I know that you know. And, and, And Anakin's like, you know that I know that you know that I know. And Rex is like, just can we get on with this? Anyway, so, they're losing the planet, right? And the Bad Batch shows up, and Rex is like, who the hell are these guys? And the Bad Batch is like, what's up i'm wrecker i'm going to wreck it and cross and cross is like i'm the quiet one but i start all the shit and text like i'm the smart one and but i have cute little egg boots and i know technology oh and i'm actually the mvp of this and hunter's oh. like
1: why didn't we call him wreck it wrecker i
2: think I, I made so many wreck it ralph jokes of when we were covering it okay i didn't make It ralph jokes yeah. so.
1: okay Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure we di- we, we covered that. Good. We did. Good. We
2: did. I, I definitely made some. Um and, te- and Tech is like, I'm the MVP and I'm smart and I have Ugg boots. And Hunter's like, Hey, oh. I'm Hunter. And that's it because he doesn't have a personality. Anyway, they're all just like, we're going to help you save this planet. And Rex and Jesse and Cody are like, Okay, I guess. And the Bad Batch is like, You're dumb! You're clones! And Rex is like, Aren't we all clones? And they're like, That's our shallow argument! Let's go fight! So they all fly away, right? Then they get attacked, and they crash, and the bad batch is like, Look how cool we are! Pew, pew, pew! And records all like, boom! And things explode, and he's like, yeah! And they're all, like, taking selfies of each other and, like, putting it on their TikToks and stuff. And Rex is like, wow, these guys are a lot. Anyway, so they infiltrate a base, right? And they get in there, and they're all like, how are the Separatists finding out all of our plans? Rex is like, oh my god, it has to be Echo. Tech, get into this thing, because you're the MVP of the group. And Tech's like, okay. And they get inside, and Rex is like, my god, it's Echo. Holy shit. So they all go back, right? And, and Rex runs up to Anakin. And he's like, Anakin, it's Echo. And Anakin's like, I don't know what that means. So, you know, you're the only one I actually know. I don't know anybody else. You know, just, I know my Padme. <laughs> he's like, and Rex is like, focus. Focus echoes of life, and I've lost so much, and this really means a lot to me, and I need you to focus on me for once, and not on yourself, and not on your penis, not on Ahsoka, I just need you to focus on me for once, because we're friends, and I might be a terrible wingman, but I'm at least a good friend, and Anakin's like, you know what, yeah, you're right, you're a really good friend, I approve this mission, so they all go on the ship with the bad patch, and the bad Batch is like, we're still extra, hooray, and long story short, they arrive on a planet, and there's some Lerman, not Lerman people there, and the not Lerman's like, what the fuck you doing on our planet? And the Not Lermans are like, can you leave? And so uh, they're like, yeah, we'll leave. So the Not Lermans take them to the Cloud City where it was Wat Tambor. I had to think about it. But I was like, who's the villain? <laughs> Wat Tambor is up in his Cloud Cities and he's just all like,
0: my name is Wat Tambor and I'm a villain
2: and I'm a really bad guy right now. So I'm going to try and stop you and I don't want you to know that I have Echo. I have Echo. I am Wat Tambor. And they're like, cool, give us Echo. And Watt Tambor is like, no. (laughs) And they're like, fine. So they fight their way in. And finally, they find find there's these really cute flying battle droids. And the flying battle droids are like, we're still battle droids and stupid. Well, we can fly now. Hooray. So they're fighting and they're fighting. And they finally get in. And finally, Tech, who's the MVP of the group? gets into the room with rex and they slide in there and this is like frankenstein horror show and this frankenstein horror show is just like oh my god everything here is horrible and that's when rex sees it and he sees the door and he's just like i think i think that's echo and they open the door and bam echo just like falls out like a horror monstrosity and he's just so uh, like What's the Pinocchio's shog? Like, they don't have strings on me now. I'm Echo. I don't know. What was the Age of Ultron Pinocchio thing they did? There's no strings on me now. And and Rex is like, my God. He's quoting the Avengers movie. We have to save him. And so they they get Rex uh, Echo down. And Echo's like where's fives oh my god rex you're here where's fives and rex is like we don't talk about fives anymore come with me my child so they pick up echo but anakin toast daddy comes in with the rest of the bad batch because they're all cornered so they Re, record throws them all up in some uh some like toby things and they crawl out and they walk across this big pipe thing and they're all like oh no And that's okay, because Tech is the MVP of the fucking group, and he makes a little call sound. And these big-ass flying creatures named Kyradex come out of nowhere. The only reason I know that is because it's the title of the episode, On the Wings of Kiridex. So they jump on the Kyradex and they're like, yay, let's escape. But then the cute little battle droids are like, don't forget, we fly now. And they fly after them, and they're all like, shit. So they get back to the not Lermans, right? The not Lermans are like, What the fuck? We told you we didn't want to be in this war. And Anakin's like, Well, too bad. <laughs> so <laughs> you're here now. So then they fight some droids, and the not Lermans are like, Yay, we learned how to fight now. Nah, hooray. Anyway. So they get back, right? And then they give Echo some cute little pajamas, but he doesn't know his place, and he's just like, I wanna be a real clone again, but all my friends are dead. And Rex is like, hey first time join the club all my friends are dead too that's why i saved you i don't know where ahsoka is we'll get to her in a minute and so <laughs> rex is like cool and uh so they put echo not in pajamas and echo's like i know how to stop the separatists and make you guys win and what Bill and win do is like awesome let's do that and anakin's like cool and obi-wan's like i'm here too just in case anyone cares you know, I'm Obi-Wan, I'm gonna get a whole Disney Plus series, and Anakin's like, no one cares, Obi-Wan, we'll care when you have your Disney Plus series, and he's like, all right, let's go fight some droids, so what we'll blanket when and Cody and Obi-Wan go and they fight some droids, while Anakin and the Bad Batch and Rex and Echo sneak out to Spider-Man's uh, ship, and Spider-Man's all like, I'm a spider, and I'm evil i just like i just i like, bit my pop filter <laughs> sorry pop filter um and and anakin's like oh no if we're gonna stop the separatists i have to go kill this man and and in rex and us anakin not rex and anakin rex and echo are like cool we have things down here but they don't because the spider-man figures it out and shocks echo when he tries to find the plans and there's a bomb too there's the whole thing with a bomb and mace one is like oh no there's a bomb um, and, but Anakin runs to Spider-Man, and Spider-Man Trench is just like, You're a Jedi. You're not cute. You're cute and threatening, but you're not going to do anything because you're a Jedi. And Anakin's like, Only my wife can call me cute and threatening. And he kills Admiral Trench, and he takes a big-ass bomb. And then, what's it called? Uh, what's his butt? Uh, he tells Windu how to deactivate the bomb that doesn't kill a, uh, half the planet or whatever. And they save the day. Hooray! So anyway, the important thing is, is that Rex has saved Echo. They have stopped the Separatists. And now he's all like, Echo, you want to come be friends with me again? And Echo's like, no, I'm kind of in a different place in my life, man. You know, I just kind of got this, like, robot arm. And I don't got, you know, I got robot legs and stuff. You know, I'm just not in that uh, that, that clone place anymore. Is it is it cool if I go with them? And Rex, poor Rex is just like... Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's really cool, man. I hope I see you in the next series. You know, the Bad Batch series. And and Echo is like, I love you, man. And Rex is like, I love you too, man. Good luck out there. And they all uh, uh, salute each other. So then Rex is just going along with his life. And, you know, there's some stuff with Yalarn And Yalarn is like, someone's driving through the space lanes. And Rex is like, that's weird. But then he gets... He comes to work one day, and Anakin's all like, Rex! 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 Ahsoka's back! Ahsoka's back! Ahsoka's back! Ahsoka's come back! And Rex is like, oh my god, really? Really? I haven't seen her since Rebels! When she... Well, you don't need to know that, because she, she fought you. And Anakin's like, I don't, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? And he's like, don't worry about it, you're fine! You're gonna be just fine, Anakin, you're just gonna be just fine. So Ahsoka's back, so they both run down there, and they're all just like, alright... Rex runs in there and he's like, Alright clones, Ahsoka fucking Tano is coming. You guys gotta get your shit together. We're gonna have to paint our helmets. We gotta show her how much we love her. And everyone's like, Hell yeah! So they all get out their craft supplies. And they're like, We have, what, we, we need the, the, the tangerine orange or the orange orange. And Rex is like, I, I don't care, just use orange. And they're like, But this is for Ahsoka Tano. We have to get this paint job right. So they all paint all their helmets and stuff, Except for Rex. And so they all get there. And they're all just like, yay, Ahsoka's coming, Ahsoka's coming, Ahsoka's coming. Ahsoka arrives and they're all like, yee, Ahsoka's here! And Rex is like, hi, Ahsoka, I miss you so much. I'm not said that you died in Rebels, but you didn't and you came back and scanned off the White. And Ahsoka's like, I don't know what any of that means, Rex. And Rex is like, I'm a time traveler, apparently. <laughs> and so he's all happy. But, oh no, the alarms go off. And Obi-Wan comes in there and he's like if anyone cares, we're going into episode three now, so uh, I need to take Anakin so he can go turn Darth Vader. And Ahsoka's like, oh no, that's really sad. And Rex's like, oh no, we'll we'll see you again when you're trying to murder us in Rebels. And Anakin's like, alright, see you later, guys. Bye! And he runs off. And so... Ahsoka apparently has to go to Mandalore, and Rex is now promoted, and he's now a commander. So as they're flying to Mandalore and everything, Rex, you know, they have some time to kill, and Rex looks at Ahsoka, and he's like, so where have you been in all this? You know, I, I haven't seen you in so long. What have you been up to? And Ahsoka's like, well... There's a girl. And Rex is like, oh my god. There's a girl. And Soka's like, yeah. There's a girl. Her name is Trace. She has a sister named Rafa. But Trace is really great. And so I met her because I literally crashed onto her on her ship, little ship fixing place or Mechanics Bay. And Rex is like, oh yeah, yeah. The crash into hello trope. That's a good romance trope. And Ahsoka's like, yeah, and so we were fixing bikes together, and she was so cute. And then there is, you know, a binary load lifter, and Rex is like, yeah, those lo- those binary genders, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of loaded baggage with those two, and yeah, go on. And, she, and so Ahsoka's like, yeah, so we uh, we went on this trip together, and we went to Castle, and it was like, at first it was like this little fancy dinner, and then, you know, we saw some slaves. But we, we escaped, but then we got captured by the pikes. but she got to see like how totally cool I am, because you know I realized how terribly horrific the cultish nature that I was raised in with the Jedi and how totally awesome and how out of touch they are with the normal people, because the Jedi led to the destruction of their parents, and now these two girls are the victims of this war, and now they have to live on their own, selling drugs just to survive on the streets, and they have nowhere else to go because the system's not made to help people like them. Rex is like, oh, okay. Did you kiss? She's like, no, of course we didn't kiss. It's on Disney Plus, and Disney doesn't care about queer people, and apparently neither does Dave Filoni because Nix Okami was supposed to be my romantic interest, but then they stayed, changed it to Trace martez and they didn't even put that in there because people doesn't care about gay people in Star Wars. But I love her. But you know, I found out how shitty the Jedi is. But then I ran to Bo Katan, and that's why we're going to Mandalore. And Rex is like, cool. Well, let's go to mandalore what are we doing there and she's like we're just fighting darth maul it'll be fine meanwhile spiky boy is in the sewers and he's also just like i'm darth maul and i'm so sexy and i have my spiky helmets and my spiky friends and everything's spiky now look at me sit on these thrones with my legs as far apart as i can put them but it's fine because i don't actually have a penis I'm Doth Maul. So they arrive on Mandalore, right? And Bo-Katan's all like, hey, let's fight. And they're like, cool. So Rex and Ahsoka are on a ship, and they're flying down to Mandalore. And they kick open the door, and they're like, race you to the surface. And Rex is like, oh, this is the Clone Wars movie all over again. And they jump out the door, and they fly all the way down, and they fight some people. And long story short, they take Mandalore because there's a lot of stuff in there. And you know Rex doesn't do much. It's mostly Ahsoka. So uh, they get there and they capture Mandalore, but they just can't seem to find Maul. And they're like, we don't know where Maul is. And Rex is looking around. He's like, you know, there are very few friends I have left because Echo's gone, Fives is dead, Cody's off trying to kill Obi-Wan right about now. And he stops and he looks around. He's like, where's Jesse? Where's Jesse? You know. Where's Jesse? My friend Jesse. He's been with me since Umbara and since, like, the deserter and he met Cut Laquane with me. Like, where's Jesse? Turns out, Jesse's being tortured for information because Spiky Boy is like, tell me everything you know about this Ahsoka Tano because I'm beautiful and I'm mole and I have plans. Anyways, Anyway, I keep, like, biting my, my pop filter. <laughs> um... Where was I? So they finally booked hands like, look, we gotta find this mall thing because the Republic people here are fucking up all my shit, and they're gonna not like me, and that's gonna get really important, because if they don't like me, come Rebels time, they're not gonna give me a Darksaber, and if I don't get that Darksaber, it's gonna fall in some jerk's hands named Moff Gideon, and that's gonna apparently become really, really important in, like, when does the Mandalorian take place? Like 30 years or something. It's going to be really important 30 years for this to go really well. And they're and Ahsoka and Rex are just walking along. And they're like, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. We're going to get you to the dark side. We're going to find Maul, it's fine. And they walk into the throne room. And there's Maul with his legs as wide apart as they go. And he's just like, welcome to my my throne Here's Jesse back. And Jesse's like, I'm sorry, guys. He got me. And Rex is like, it's okay, my baby. Come here, Jesse. I'm going to take care of you. You know, just so you can try to kill me in like two episodes. But it's fine. Come on, Jesse. And Ahsoka's like, don't worry. I got this. Bo, go help your people. I got this. And Maul stands up and he's just like, Hello, Ahsoka-Tana, I now know everything about you and how cool you are. And I'm Darth Maul. And I'm going to fight you now. And Rex and Ahsoka's like, what's what's that voice? What are you doing? And Maul's like, this is my Maul voice. Let's fight. And then they find it's like the best like lightsaber fight in like, all of Star Wars. It's so good. They're, I just I can't even make fun of it. It's just so good. It's a beautiful fight. And it's gorgeous and it's great, and they did an amazing job, and we love this fight so much. Anyway, so, meanwhile, Rex is outside. He's all just like, pew pew pew, Mandalore! Pew pew pew, pew gonna save ya! And he looks up and he sees Ahsoka up in the spider web of rafters. Rafters. raptors. Raptors? <laughs> raptors? There's no dinosaurs? <laughs> A spider web of raptors? Rawr. No, raptors. Up in the raptors of, uh, uh, where are we? Mandalore. And it's all up there because it's symbolism. Everyone's stuck in the spider web right now. Symbolism. And Rex is like, I have to go save Ahsoka Tano. It's really important. So he gets on a ship and they fly up there. And he's all just like, I got you, Ahsoka. She's like, Cool, cause I'm about to drop Maul to his death. Please grab him. And, and Maul is like, No, let me die. You don't understand. Things are happening. We're all going to die. And so they knock out Maul and everyone's like, Woo! We saved Mandalore! We did it! For like three days. Mandalore's gonna be fine for like three whole days. And then the Republic's gonna fall and it's gonna turn into the Empire. And then it's gonna go to shit. And Rebels, it's fine. So Bo-Katan's all like, thanks for uh, coming and saving our place. And Rex and Nesoka are like, awesome, we were happy to do it. And Bo-Katan's like, look, I gift-wrapped all for you. Gift- Maul's in this lovely gift-wrapped box and you can take him with you. Here you go, take him with you. And they're all just like, thanks, Bo-Katan. Bye, we'll see you in Rebels, and then we'll see you again in the Mandalorian. And Bo's like, bye, have fun. Okay, I gotta take a drink, hold on. You can cut this part out. I'm just taking a little breath right fast. (laughs) So, Rex and Ahsoka, with their gift-wrapped box of Maul, is uh, flying back to their ship, and they are heading back to the Republic. And when they get back, there's just clones everywhere. They're everywhere. They're all over the ship. And Rex is walking along, he's like, I feel like I should know this. You know, I'm from the future. I've, I've been to the future and everything, and... Oh, God. That's about to happen. And Ahsoka looks at me, looks at him and goes, What's about to happen, Rex? He goes, The show is about to end, Ahsoka. Clone Wars is almost over. You know what that means? And Ahsoka's like, I don't know what that means. And a hologram pops up and it's Papa Palps. And Papa Palps is like, Order 66, Rex. Order 66. And Rex is like, No, fuck, fuck. Find fives. Fives, fives, find fives. really important and he's always been important he's the second most important clone after me see i'm the emotional like you know story narrative clone but he's like you know the really important plot uh plot clone so um i don't think you ever met fives ahsoka you might have met him no you met him in the citadel hey do you remember fives from the citadel you know where echo exploded you know do you remember him and ahsoka's like um rex Everyone's pointing guns at me. What-What am I doing? Why do I have to find fives? And Rex is like, well, just know that fives is really important. You need to go find him because I'm about to shoot you in your face. And is like, wait, what? What do you mean you're about to shoot me in my face? And Rex is like, DIE! Pew, 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 pew. like, oh, fuck, 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 oh, fuck. And then she goes, oh, fuck, for like 20 more minutes until she gets out of there. And Rex is like, oh, god. I just shot at my friend. Oh, God. This is what they warned me about in Rebels. Oh, God. Where's Kanan Jarris? I need to shoot him, too. I need to shoot all the Jedi. <laughs> oh, God. And Jesse's like, are you okay? And Rex is like, I just should have let Marl have you because you're about to be an asshole to me for the next two episodes. And, he's, and Jesse goes, no, because then there's no emotional tie and Hope wouldn't have cried, you know, for two episodes straight, wondering about my death. Let's go find Ahsoka. So they go out, and they're going around the ship. And Rex is like, oh, yeah, go kill Maul. <laughs> you know, that's important. We need to go kill Maul, too. And Maul is stuck in his gift wrap box, and he's just like, oh, no, everything is dying. I'm about to die. <laughs> I don't know what this small voice is, by the way. This is just coming out of nowhere. <laughs> and so he's watching, like, uh, two little clones come in, and they're coming to kill him. And he's just like... This is the end for Maul. But it's not because Ahsoka comes in there and she's all like pew pew. not really. It's more like whoosh whoosh because she has a lightsaber. But she actually doesn't strike them with her lightsaber. She just kind of throws them against the wall and knocks them out. And she's like, knock out! And she's like, don't make me regret this. And Maul's like, I won't. You want to give me a chance? And she's all like, I'm not rooting for you, bitch! Get on out there! And Maul's like, fine. So he goes walking through all the hallways using the power of the Force, and he's all like, excuse me, clones, it's time for you to die. And he just rips things off the wall and throws them at clones, and honestly, it's just really awesome. It's it's his Rogue One Vader scene. It's so good. I can't even really make fun of it. It's so good. Anyway, so Maul's causing chaos, and finally, Ahsoka's just, like, running around looking for Rex, and Rex is just like, I hate that I'm trying to kill my friend right now. I'm just trying to kill my friend. And... Finally, he gets stuck in the middle of a bunch of doors, and he's just like, wait, why am I trapped here? Why are these droids surrounding me? What what are you doing, droids? And Rex looks up, and there's Ahsoka, and he's all like, oh, I need a pew-pew you. And, and Ahsoka's like, please don't I know about fives? And they knock him out, and then they take him. And so they take him to a med bay, and it's pretty much uh, the fives arc all over again, where they're just like, we have to find this chip." And, and they take out the chip from Rex's brain, but it's really scary because the clones are closing in on them, and I needed to take a drink. And so the clones are closing in on them, and Rex, and Ahsoka's all like, Rex! Rex, wake up! I really need you to wake up! I really really need to wake up right now! Oh my god, Rex! And Rex wakes up and shoots his clones, and the door closes, and they're all like, oh, that was crazy! And Rex is like, "You think that was crazy? All your friends are dying. This is Order 66, bitch. We are in the thick of it now, and they're all going to try to murder us. So we need to get off this damn ship before all my brothers kill us, and I'm an emotional wreck." me. <laughs> so, they make a plan. And Ahsoka doesn't want to kill any of the clones, and Rex is like, "Oh, they want to kill you. You got to, you know, like get over that shit real fast and I think Jesse's hunting us and Jesse just pokes his head and he's like I am hunting you you better I'm gonna give you a head start start running (laughs) and so they make a plan we gotta get to the hangar bay so Rex and can get to the hangar bay and Rex is like yeah this would have been easier for us if I didn't destroy all the escape pods and shit she's like why did you destroy all the escape pods and he's like it's called dramatic tension because everybody knows that we both live to rebels and Ahsoka's like what is this rebels thing that you keep talking about and Rex is like I'm a time traveler apparently so they get to the hangar bay and Jesse is there and Jesse's just like hi you can't get to the ship I'm gonna kill you guys come down here and let me make it easy for me to kill both of you and Rex and Ahsoka are like well fuck She's like, alright droids, I need you droids to go cause some chaos. And the droids are like, okay. She's like, Rex, I have a plan and it's stupid. And Rex is like, all of our plans are stupid. Let's go. We were both trained by Anakin, stupid Skywalker. <laughs> Let's go. So they go down there and Rex is like, hi guys, Commander Rex here. So, uh, I'm a commander now. Yay, yay, yay me, got a promotion. <laughs> Seven seasons, finally got that promotion. Yay. So this is Ahsoka, right? And uh, Order 66 says that we're uh, supposed to kill Jedi. Well, she uh, she left the Jedi Order. And she went and she got herself a girlfriend. You know? I don't know why I'm kind of doing like like a President Obama cadence right now. But apparently I am. You know, she she got herself a a girlfriend. And Jedi aren't allowed to have girlfriends. Unless you're Anakin. No one knows that but me. Because I'm the worst wingman in the world. And Jesse's like, can we hurry this up? It's like... 10.30 10.30 and we all need to go to bed and and Rex is like yeah I don't think they're buying an Ahsoka and she's like droids go and the floor drops out and Jesse's like oh no and Rex is like get him. and Ahsoka's like get out of here and so they're running towards the ship but they forgot a little thing called Darth Maul and Darth Maul's like thanks for, for preparing my ship for me I'll see you in Rebels bitch and he jumps in his ship and he flies off to Twilight of the Apprentice And Ahsoka's like, fuck, (laughs) and Rex is like, fuck, and the droids are like, oh no, we're dying, and everyone's dying, because you know why? Darth Maul ripped out the reactor, so they're falling out of hyperspace, and they're plummeting towards the moon, but no one cares, because all they want to do is kill Rex and Ahsoka, and they're all like, fuck. So they drive down to a lower levels, and they're looking through all the maintenance ships, and Rex is like, This is horrible. This is horrible. Why didn't I just stay on Endor? I could have stayed on Endor. I could have been like with Luke and Leia, and telling them about their dad, and telling them about their mom, because I knew them. Why did I have to travel through time? Why are we doing this, Dave Filoni? And Dave Filoni is like, Because I wanted to. <laughs> I have a hat. I have the hat power. And Rex is like, Fuck you, Dave Filoni! I'm scared, and I'm shitting my pants. And so finally he finds a Y-Wing, and he's all like, yay, Y-Wing. And Soka throws him on the Y-Wing, and he starts, like, starts turning it on and stuff. And it gets to jump out the ship, but then it plummets. And they all fall out of the sky. And they're all falling through the sky. And the Republic is symbolism. As the Republic ship is crashing, the Republic is crashing too. Symbolism. Um, And Rex is like, fuck, 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 turn on ship, turn on ship, turn on ship, so I can save Sokatano. And he turns on the ship, and he's all like, yes! So he's flying through the debris, and he's looking around, and he sees Sokatano, and he's like pulling up towards her, and she's all like, yay, Rex! And she grabs the ship, and then she goes, bloop, and flies away, he's all like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 come back! And so they're flying around and finally he sees her and she's running down the crashing Republic ship and he grabs her and he's like, come on, it's so good. And she jumps out she grabs the ship and she finally climbs in and they're safe in their Y-Wing and then they are there and they land and the ship is gone. And then they start the tedious work of having to go through the wreckage and pull out body after body after a body of their friends and they find their friends like Jesse who couldn't control his actions because their autonomy was completely taken from them and it's not fair and they bury each and every one of those clones if if, if the ones that they could find they probably didn't even find them all because the rest probably got blown out into space or whatever or blown out into the atmosphere but they bury who they can find and they honor them and Rex is packing up his bag and he's putting it in the ship and he looks over and there's Ahsoka And they look on their friends and Ahsoka buries her lightsabers and she looks at Rex and she goes, What are we going to do now? And he goes, Well, I have a high chance of showing up in the Bad Batch series. I don't know after that, but I know for sure we're both in Rebels. So if I don't see you in Bad Batch and if I don't see you before then, see you in Rebels, kid. She goes, I really don't know what the fuck that is. And he goes, You'll find out. We'll all find out. And they walk away, and they get on their ship, and like, sometime later, Toast Daddy got stuck in the toaster, and he sat on fire, and now he's trapped in the burnt toaster, and he's now Black Metal Daddy, and Black Metal Daddy walks across the snow, and he sees all their old Barry friends, and he looks up, and there's a convoy. and he finds Ahsoka's lightsaber, and he picks them up, and he's just like... I'll see you bitches in Twilight of the Apprentice. The end. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Uh, Did you like how I did the whole, like, Martez of Starock? I was kind of proud of that one, like, going back to it. (laughs) Yes. How long was that one? That was a long one.
1: That was 84 minutes.
2: Was it really 84 minutes? No. Oh, God.
1: (laughs) No, it was about 20, 25 minutes, I would say.
2: you're, You're right
1: on point. You're right on point.
2: Was that my? Was that one good? Was it okay?
1: It was, it was fine. Hope, it was fine.
2: Did you like my? Right? I don't know where the mall Darth Maul voice came from. It just kind of came out of me.
1: Everybody's <laughs> got a little Darth Maul voice in them somewhere. Yeah. It's just a matter of coaxing it out. <sighs> oh yeah.
2: All right, Chris. The final question: How would you rate the season as a whole?
1: Oh, it's a ten out of ten. It 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 more than filled my. But ex- I was a little sketchy about how it was gonna how it was gonna work out. But um, bef- you know when they announced it, but once once it got going, yeah, I was savoring every bit. And then Siege of Mandalore was just one of my all-time great star wars experiences period but probably one of the best you know star wars on tv things that's ever happened so yeah couldn't be more happy with it i couldn't be more happy if if there was more of it and it was all great but boy they did they they you know it wasn't it wasn't just like a lot like it, co- it, it could have just been a tidying up. It could have just been, you know, a sort of cashing in or something, but it was not. It was really well thought out and extremely well executed. It was the care was put into it. It was a labor of love. Ten, 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 you know, like. I
2: I honestly, yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I I could really give it a hard rating be like, you know, there's strong points and weak points and stuff like that. But the fact that we even get to finish the season, you know, I I remember us talking about, before they announced uh, that Clone Wars was saved, I think it was like episode like 180-something where we found it out, um, where I cried on on your Skype about it. But before that, like, we had talked about how, like, what we would, about the season ending, how we were getting to end, and to find out that they were even finishing the show. The fact that we got this. Like, I would have been just happy with just the Siege of Mandalore. But the fact that we got both Bad Batch and the Martez sisters and all so much more. Like, we would have been happy with just the Siege of Mandalore. But the fact that we got two other arcs on top, they were just cherries on top. You know, they were the sprinkles. You know, we came for, like, the, the cake that was the finale. But we got, yeah. like, the extra sides too. And, like, with some ice cream and some sprinkles and yeah, like
1: I, I kind of like the first two arcs because I sort of liked that they were just sort of like okay, they were you know they were full arcs, but they were sort of just like going along Clone Wars episodes, like hey everything's going along and they like were normal, which but... which makes Siege of Mandalore more of a punch because that's how it was. It was sort of like that. Yeah, the Clone Wars are just going along, boom, Palpatine. Drop but they the were also shooter.
2: they were also important because they put both ahsoka and rex emotionally where they needed to be and i think if we would have just gotten Siege of mandalore it would have still been a 10 but for from rex and ahsoka's point of view uh, it put them as characters on like a 12 because they were both and like prepared for those moments like at that
1: like Oh yeah, well yeah. that's just the great writing of that that team, you know. They they mm. they do that that they you know they they double up the character work and they make things you know serve several functions at once. So you didn't need those two stories before it, but having them there did actually add to it, you know.
2: Absolutely. So
1: absolutely. Yeah. And but, that's so, yeah, just yeah. sort of been a consistent uh, quality of of Clone Wars.
2: Yeah. So I just, you know, I, um, I feel the same way. Like I, I could, if I really wanted to be nitpicky, I could nitpicky, give it a score. But the fact that even, we even got season seven is a 10 out of 10. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the fact that we yeah. we're
2: even talking about season seven, because there was a point where we, there was a point where we didn't think we would ever see the end of storm Clone Wars and fans fought for it. You know, like I, I would, I remember before they announced it constantly see, seeing like hashtag save the Clone Wars. And and you know seeing fans like talk about it and push for it and ask for it even throughout and, and I will say that was probably the only one negative side is the save the Clone Wars push really in the beginning took a lot away from Rebels before Rebels found its own feet um I you know that that was probably the only downside is that it made a lot of people come to Rebels late on the band bandwagon um but then eventually people started getting into Rebels and stuff like that because of characters like Ahsoka and Rex coming into the show and people were like oh Clone Wars characters let's go um but you know fans pushed for it and they asked and they and you know we got it and i'm not saying that we should always be demanding of it because i've seen people be like we'll finish the rest of the clone wars and like no no we got it like stop
1: well it's always Uh, good to it's always good to weigh in because if enough people weigh in they do the math and they go like oh okay and so if enough people weigh in you might get it i you know there's 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 making petitions and then there's making petitions calling for everybody to get fired and this to be done and stuff like that but like writing and going man i'd love to see the clone wars finished off is yeah if, you know there's nothing wrong with that
2: and it meant so much to so many people i mean that's what that was i mean just look at me it was my it was my gateway into the fandom like it I means
1: ma- I so much it, it meant a lot to uh the cast and crew of Clone Wars too. <laughs> I bet it yeah. felt really good for them to to finish off a project they'd put so much time into.
2: I mean D Bradley Baker said being it. able to finish the Clone Wars was the highlight of his entire career.
1: Yeah, have a yeah, exactly.
2: Probably not so. Gravity Falls where he's a pig. <laughs> oh, Gravity Falls. Um uh, well, did you have anything else? No. Well, where can people No I do face? not?
1: you can find me at com. that's our website and that's where we keep all of our podcasts and we are also on well you can well, well while you're at two com, you can sign up for oh man my brain is just frizzle fried oh, you can sign uh, up for our RSS feeds your brain is
2: frizzle fried
1: yeah, uh, yeah yeah oh trust me it's been a it's been a long week hoping i were hoping i were trading our war stories before this episode
2: yeah you're been lucky been we're
1: week. even here right now
2: we we did have half a moment beforehand where we're like are we both too tired to record this
1: should we just go to sleep no. well no we're <laughs> no, not I'm we're okay go pet my cat and go to bed um but uh Yeah, you can you can sign up for our feed there or at iTunes. And you can also find us on Facebook. Um, And that's the two true freaks podcast and the two true freaks cantina. And you can also find us on Twitter run by the Twitter bowl man. Gene Gene, the Twitter bowl man machine. i don't even know
2: what what that sounds like i don't know
1: i don't know what that sounds like it's from before it's a it's a reference to a commercial from before your time that has to do with blue toilet water and (laughs) little sailor
0: oh man
1: lonely sailor
2: i can't remember the last time i saw blue toilet water it's been a hot minute
1: the toity bowl man tidy bowl man sailed the seas of blue water for his entire career
0: oh
1: yeah he he hated the marlboro man's guts but at least the toy, tidy bowl man didn't die of lung cancer like the marlboro man <laughs> which actually happened to the real marlboro man oh anyway, really yeah <laughs> yep it did um yeah so that's where you can find me where can they find you hope
2: you can find me at Jedi on Twitter. I run our Twitter account. You can also find me at TopalMalinex on Twitter. I, of course, have my website, GeekyGirlExperience.com, where you can read my reviews, and I talk about, you know, I by the time this comes out, The Mandalorian is done. So I've, I just finished up reviewing all of Mandalorian Season 2. Um, Chris and I also have another podcast called Hope Makes Chris Watch Cartoons where we are muzzing right along through season two of Gravity Falls um, and you can check us out there and pretty, and when we finish up Gravity Falls we're going to start Avatar The Last Airbender so we're both very excited about that but at this point in Gravity Falls Chris has blank and blank and has blank 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 and he doesn't know what any of that means but I do and he's about to get really excited um, <laughs> I, I got
1: a good uh, yeah. episode coming up I guess
2: There's a couple good episodes coming
0: up, you guess
2: (laughs) We're getting into it. Um, So, yes, please check us out over at Hope Makes Chris Watch Cartoons. Um, And you know what? If you like this show, if you like that show, give us a review on Apple Podcasts because rating and reviewing the show helps people find the show. And we would love to grow. And we're actually getting close to our 250th episode. And if, if you've been with us for 250 episodes and you haven't written a review, what the heck? What the heck in heck? Go leave us a review and tell us why you have listened to us for five plus years and two hundred and fifty episodes.
1: Yeah, what is wrong with you? Yeah. Oh my god, I know I what's actually, I know what's wrong with my brain is I don't have I don't have a candy bar coursing through it right now.
2: Oh yeah, we
1: don't have our candy. I don't want to eat candy right now. <laughs> I'm
2: good. I'm Uh I don't know what we're either because. We, we were counting out, we, we knew that the, we weren't, we knew this was falling around Christmas and we don't know where our holiday special commentary is. So either next week is the holiday co- commentary special or next week is solo commentary. It's one of the two. I don't know which one. Come back next week and find out.
1: You'll you, Well, you'll know by the time you're listening to it because the other one will have happened last week.
2: <laughs> so or, this is really a surprise for us. Yay! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> happy holidays everybody fuck off 2020 let's go <laughs> bye guys bye <laughs>
1: bye 2020 get the fuck
0: out of
2: here 2020 you know get out of here with your mess
1: spray it like yoda
2: Ugh. <laughs> oh gosh we got to figure out what we're gonna do with yoda come resistance